0: Good morning, everyone. Or good afternoon, or good evening for some. Yeah, this song I'm gonna play today is called uh, I Am You. Looking at the clear sky Now I know the reason why Dark clouds were
1: blind Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to be here. We're just bursting in happiness and we're so grateful that we can share this happiness with you and really join in the the healing experience today and see all your faces. It's so expressive to see it. It's like you're witnesses of the healing. Every time I see your faces light up and your smiling faces, I just think, wow, what a what a symphony. What a symphony of healing I see every day. And as usual, we, we want to take the ideas that have, we've been sharing and really bring more depth and more clarity. So, uh, it's like Karina said on Friday night, I want to by the end of this uh, retreat I really want to feel filled up and and I really want to feel connected and I want to feel the healing, I want to experience the healing and that was that was a beautiful prayer Karina for all of us because that's really what we're going for. So here we are on the last session of of seeing the face of Christ and we're (laughs) ready to crank it up and go into the joy (laughs) and into the celebration. I want to go back to Friday night because um, in that beautiful stillness and presence, and then what came through Francis a lot during that Friday night was this idea that the miracle is involuntary. And um, and Jesus says in the Course miracles are involuntary if they are under, they should not be under conscious control. So uh, some of you might have even read the book, An Involuntary Life, which is such a a beautiful life of going past the personal perspective. And I just wanted to start off by saying how how essential this involuntary nature of the miracle is. Because for human beings, they're used to this idea, I, I have a private mind with a private thought, I'm in charge of my private life, I have to make my way in this world, I have to develop my image, I have to find my niche, I have to, you know, be a productive member of society, or I have to be a successful human being, and it's very stressful. It's extremely stressful to hold on to that conditioning. And so When you don't feel there's any alternative, if that's all you have your whole life, from your family, your friends, society, is just witnesses of bigger, better, faster, more, you know, be, be all that you can be, you know, not as a spirit, but as a body. That just drives you really into a feeling of isolation, of stress, of anxiety, worry. And what Francis was alluding to was, When you start to give yourself over to spirit and this involuntary life, this involuntary experience, the guilt just starts to, like you might say, evaporate and fade and disappear from your mind. And the only reason that you even seem to be in time and space is because of unconscious guilt, of believing you could separate from your source. Believing you can separate from Creator. Imagine you were just kind of in this amorphous space and you had this heavy, dark feeling of wrongness. And then in order to escape this heavy wrongness that just seemed to be so pervasive, you thought, I think I'll just project into time and space and and, uh, dilute this a little bit. I want to get out of this thick fog of wrongness, so I'll just go, uh, I'm gonna play in the physical, projection a little bit to get away from this intense feeling of wrongness. And then you seem to incarnate, it's all just a metaphor, project into time and space and live a fake life. Live a life of personality that God did not create. Live a life of time and space that God did not create. Live a fantasy life of birth and death where everything is limited. Time is limited. Like you only have so much time in this projection beginning at birth and, and ending at death or beginning at inception if you want, or at the embryonic stage, whatever you want to call it, and ending in death. You, you It seems to be very, very difficult, the procedures in time and space, but at least there's some fake ooh-la-la. There's fake pleasures, there's pseudo pseudo-joys that aren't really joyful, they're just little pseudo-highs that come and go. They really don't come very often. Uh, They don't come enough, we would say. (laughs) We don't get enough of those. And then you play out this thing, and and then after it's over, if you haven't forgiven, if you haven't used time and space to release all this unconscious guilt, you do it over again. And again, and again, and again. You keep trying to escape from this deep feeling of wrongness, of I've done something wrong. I've separated from my Creator. I've, I'm trying to be something that I'm not. I'm not even sure where where it happened or when it happened, but there's this pervasive wrongness. And the, the way out, of course, is to give your life over, to give the puppet uh, that seems to be your body over to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit and Jesus to use why? Not for the puppet's sake, <laughs> the marionette is not the problem, it's, it's just a projection of that separation feeling. But to give it over to the Holy Spirit and Jesus to use to smile and laugh and bless and, and share words of comfort and to live a life of ease and to get out of the concept that you're the doer, that you're the body. If the Course is teaching us that forgiveness is is the teaching that you didn't do what you thought you did, that this whole world is hypothetical, and that nothing that appears to have occurred in all of history has any reality whatsoever. Jesus does say at one point, history would not exist if you didn't keep making the same mistake in the present. That should bring your attention back to the present moment. History would not exist if you didn't keep making the same mistake in the present. Or in the movie Legend of Beggar Vance, twice when he was on the golf course on the last day and uh, and uh, the Charlize Theron character kind of confronted him off and behind the tree and, you know, and said, you know, you didn't write, you didn't communicate with me for all these years. And he, he finally it was just like saying, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry but that's the past. You know, that was was so long ago. And she said, no, that was just a moment ago. Mm -hmm. And then we got the same idea later on uh, at the end of the movie that it was only a moment ago. Basically, Jesus is teaching us, don't get mesmerized by this years and and decades and and centuries and millennium. There's just two instants. One is the past. It's the unholy instant, he calls it and then there's the holy instant. And you're choosing between the unholy instant, the time of terror, the time of guilt, the time of darkness, and the holy instant, your time of release, your time of innocent, your time of freedom. Don't be mesmerized by ideas of a collective. There aren't a collective of private thoughts and private minds. There is no such thing as a collective. I know a lot of times people say, I'm working the Course the best I can, and I'm doing pretty good in my forgiveness. Like you're holding up your little forgiveness flag. But the collective, it's so big. I'm just swallowed up. Like the Borg have got you. <laughs> like you've been, you've been assimilated into some kind of collective unconscious. No, no, no. Jesus is never ever talks about a collective ego. He never talks about a collective ego. You're getting that from false theology, false spirituality, Jesus gives you a little stepping stone idea. You know, really there's only one ego and he says you're either choosing the ego, the past, or the Holy Spirit, the the holy instant. Every single moment of every day, that's actually what your options are. Then that's why you need so much mind training is because you're just trying to choose between the unholy instant of guilt, pain, sickness, and suffering, and the holy instant of freedom, joy, peace, love, every single instant. But then he gives you a, a, a like a, a metaphor, and says everyone makes an ego for himself and for everyone else. You see how he, he, he's going to use the idea of multiple egos, even though there's only one, but he's going to use multiple egos just as a stepping stone idea and he says everyone makes an ego for himself and for everyone else he meets. So don't ever go pointing a finger and saying, I was doing really good except my husband or my wife's ego, got, got my partner's ego got on me today. I was doing good and I went to my Course in Miracles digital meeting and I was doing really nice in my expression session and then, oh. This one had to bring their ego to the meeting. It was a beautiful digital meeting until they brought their ego. And they, they ruined my day. Victim, 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 victim. Now there is no collective. There aren't collective egos. It's just one ego that disguises itself by projecting out people, places, things, and even so-called other egos to hide in the mind, undetected and undiscovered. And when Francis was talking about involuntary, how do you think you forgive as long as you believe in bodies, private minds, and private thoughts? The only way you forgive is to give your mind back to the Holy Spirit and say, you use it. You use everything. Use my skills and abilities that were even developed in an ego sense. Use my possessions, use my resources, use the puppets, any way you want, it's your show. I'm tired of trying to run the show anymore, it's your show. And then, out of the grace of God, you get this experience of being done through. That's the metaphor that that is the involuntary nature of the miracle, where Lord, speak through me. Lord, use my body as a communication device, smile through me, laugh through me, bring a blessing through me. If I'm going to make a noise, let me do like the Bible said, may, may I make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That's the best use of noise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That will bring peace and rest to your soul. So, I would like to later on in this broadcast actually to get into, this is is the preliminaries here. Letting your life be an instrument like St. Francis' prayer that you mentioned. Lord, make me an instrument for your peace. That's the stepping stone. And then maybe a little bit later we'll get into the deep teachings of the Course. That's just the stepping stone. What are the deep teachings of the Course? Some of you might have come across, the. there's a section in the Course, kind of in the middle of the text there called, I Need Do Nothing. Now we're getting into the depth. Some of you might remember there's a lesson in the workbook called 189 where he says, simply do this, be still, lay aside all thoughts of what you are and what God is. He goes on to say, hold on to nothing. Do not bring with you one thought the past is taught, nor one belief you ever learned before from anything. Forget this world, forget this course and come unto the Lord thy God with holy empty hands, come unto your God. That's the depth of where this is going. You wonder sometimes, where is this course taking me? That's it right there. Simply do this. In the I need do nothing section, Jesus says, It would be better if you just did this one thing for me. Jesus is appealing in that section, I need do nothing. He says, just do this one thing for me and you will show your complete allegiance to me. I need do nothing. In this time of quarantine, in this time of of social distancing, in this time of that, if you're really ready to go home to heaven, Jesus has a section in there Called I need to do nothing, and it fits perfectly like hand in glove with what the world is going through right now. You know, I, I was reading today too, Susan Wheeler was saying she goes on walks, people are making eye contact, they're saying kind things to each other when she goes on her walk, they're smiling more frequently, they're laughing, they're playing with their children. What a miracle, what a blessing that people are starting to, to give themselves permission to open their hearts up, to really connect with God like they never did before, to say, thank you universe for hitting the pause button. Holy cow! I forgot how glorious it was to have spaciousness, to have time on my hands. That's the way Jesus intended it. He said, time is in your hands, miracle worker. Time is under the control of the miracle worker. I will arrange time and space for you, if you will work miracles for me. Now you can start to have appreciation when things start to slow down. You actually are being given a huge gift. This isn't a curse. This is a gift. This is a huge gift. So maybe we'll start off just talking about the involuntary nature of the miracle, because when we're living in community, and now you've got a window in the world onto us, in our community, and our lives. You, you want to know, if why are we so happy and why, why happy all the time? Then there's something underneath that happiness, and that is a miracle. That's why it's called A Course in Miracles. And we can talk about the involuntary nature of the miracle. No guilt of whatever you thought you did before, positively or negatively. Jesus doesn't care if you have a résumé of all your good deeds. No. Nope. Bodies are not the interest of the Holy Spirit. It's the miracle in your mind. The Jesus doesn't care of your good deeds and he doesn't care of your seeming wrong, wrong deeds because they're all behaviors. They were all generated by the ego and he does Wants you to line up to spirit and and be allow yourself even for a short time to be used in in a, a helpful way to free your mind from the belief that you're a doer, a, you're a body, you've done anything at all.
2: Yeah, and I think it is very clear the the this pathway just lead to this realization that the function because I think. Um, we all want to know what is our function. What is our function in life? What is function, function? But at some point, this question suddenly leads to this profound realization that my function is never in the body. It is in the mind. And my function is a mind function. And the Spirit wants me to fulfill this function in the mind in this very moment, because there is no other moment that I can wait to hope that in the next moment I will fulfill my function. But it's actually in this very moment. And I, I think at, that, at one point it was very, very, it, it dawned on me that how could I ever even have doubt about what my function was? How could I even ask the question that as if it was about doing When the answer dawned on on the mind, it was like a seeing that was not uh, through the eyes, understanding that was not through the the brain, it was like so clear, and if I'm honest, I know exactly what my function is, because I know exactly when the mind is going toward this all-inclusive loving, including everybody. To go toward the thought of happiness or not. It is actually, there is no mystery in that. And somehow, that in that moment I saw the previous, all, all these questions, it was coming from a place of forgetfulness. It wasn't really um, something that I learned in that moment. It just remembered this function is a mind function and it is, we always know whether our mind is actually fulfilling this function of unification, of going toward, to include all aspect of it into the forgiveness or not. It actually, it's very clear. And um, I think that is what is really behind the the scene that is the inner work you know when when you're talking about the happiness and the joy that is perceived, the inner working of it is this very focused um is this very focused watch of the function in the mind, and then the doings. Is a reflection of where the mind wants to go. It it is totally a reflection of that. The words that are said or the the doings of the the bodies is a, it, it cannot have a, you know its own autonomous um, animation or so to speak. It it always reflects. That's why you know when the mind is has fulfilled its function in the moment. The action is, is blessing, you know, seemingly blessing. But it's the mind that is, that is expressing the Holy Spirit. So the body and the words just reflect that. And I think that is truly our, our purpose and our goal. You know, it, it's never about hoping that certain actions and tasks have, can bring the inspiration to mind. But it is this mind fulfilling its function toward integration and unification so that you know, let the body be and let the words be whatever. And that is the the that is where how we achieve this I need do nothing state of mind because because once we identify with, with what truly matters, this I doesn't do anything except being still. So yeah, I think that is also just. I was just talking with David and the, the team here before we started that. I was guided to read um, the passage of the in the course where Jesus talks about his message for crucifixion and I thought it was an interesting timing because it seems like it's Easter time. Um, And I never actually seemed to to really get that particular passage because he was saying, you know, I have talked quite a bit about the message for the resurrection, but the message of the crucifixion and how that led to the resurrection hasn't really been clarified. And he was saying that the message of the crucifixion is that that no matter what was shared among the people and even among us, when we look back on the event, that perspective that involves attack, involves injustice, or involves victimhood, hurt, he did not share it. He said he did not share any perspective that involves hurt and attack and victimhood because he did not share it, he did not strengthen it, and because he did not strengthen it, the ego is, is not really alive because in his mind it there is it's not true. And that, what he says, that makes him the way, the truth, the life, because he only shares and believes thoughts that are from God. And to me, that was clear as bell. Like suddenly, I was seeing he is really telling us our function is so clear our function is not to share, not to share ego's belief no matter what. And basically the way not to share it is not to push it away or dissociate, but it's actually to join the way, the truth, the life, to join him. In that, in that thought system. And he said, you know, you're not asked to be crucified. That is my teaching contribution. It's a teaching contribution, is to teach a very extreme example so that you can learn from someone else's example that by not sharing the thought system of attack, of victim, you cannot die. And all, all that I ask you to do, he says, is to, to teach the same in a much lesser degree, in, I mean, like in a much less extreme situations that you're presented with. So it, it feels like, yeah, that is so clear what our function is, and that enables this happiness, this joyful noise because the mind suddenly find the way out the escape patch. You know, of course it's going to be confusing when we talk about personal mess and collective mess and as if the person is still caught in time and space and we're just like uh, being thrown at all kinds of problems in order to find a specific solution, but he is providing a solution of all solutions right now in the mind so yeah it's amazing
1: <laughs> it's It's actually spectacular, and i I hope you all in, enjoyed that movie yesterday because um, you know, as so many Jeffrey was talking about it Frank seeing it maybe five times this year already but but um That's really teaching the same thing. I mean, any of you, I don't know if any of you have played sports or played golf, but um, golf is known, like all sports are, people will say, well it's mostly mental. Of course, Jesus takes the mostly and he says, I keep telling you, it's all mental. (laughs) Everything, everything you experience is a mental experience. Sickness is a mental experience everything that you experience in this world. There is no such thing as a physical experience. It's all mental. That takes a lot of mind training to realize that, but yet when you play golf, uh, you get a great chance for that because, you know, that movie was so great because you could see he had to face his thoughts, face his fears, face his doubts. Even his ex-partner comes up on the final Round and pulls him aside behind a tree to really uh, tell him that was the scene that Frank had the big breakthrough and finally got turned around on the grip of pain through that one scene. But but what you start to realize is it's all mind training and it's all mental. And as I was saying, it's not really collective. You it's just you have to be there and you have to really relax. I saw Marina had posted that photo from. From the the movie, and basically had the quote about you need to to find your one authentic swing. Wow! And and also it was said you need to remember. It didn't say you need to to work at it. It it said in practice. It said really remember your one true authentic swing. And and at one point, the Will Smith character, the caddy basically was basically saying relax you need to relax it, you know he, he even said why don't you just hook it into the water <laughs> and, and that famous character was like looking in like you're my caddy and, and you're telling me to hook it into the water and he said so you can finally relax and start to swing you know to start to really play play the game the game is the authentic swing And the game is, again, that's where the involuntary nature of miracles. To find that swing. I know when I played golf, I I got out there when I first started to play. I started to practice, work at it, think I had to, you know, increase my stamina and all these different things. And I soon discovered, wow, this really is not physical at all. When, When my mind is off thinking all kinds of things. The ball is all over the place. Mm -hmm. And don't you love how Robert Redford made a movie where he even showed that, like Walter Hagen, you know, he was off in the water, Mm -hmm. you know, swinging at the very end, uh, coming back from the dead is the way the narrator called it. He was so forgiving of his hooks and his slices (laughs) that he would almost be fired up if he hit a bad shot. Do you do that with your life, when you seem to see something that you judge is bad? Do you come even more fired up to come back with a spectacular recovery? That's what you gotta love about Walter Hagen, you know. Okay, everyone's counting him out, he's out standing in the water, he's looking at crocodiles, you know. But, he's all feisty and he's coming back with a spectacular shot to get back in the game. You need to be just as forgiving of yourself, not critical. Why did I say that? Why did I do that? I'm never going to get this. I can't believe what I did when I was 15. And, oh, I'll never live down the thing I did with my spouse uh, when I was in, on such and such a year. That ruined us. You know, you have to come out of the darkness of these thoughts of punishment, of self-punishment, self-criticism, where you went wrong, where you messed up, to be like Walter Hagen, to come in there. And then Bobby Jones, wow that's just the way it's supposed to be played. He's so in the zone, that he's so into the fluid swing of his authentic swing, that, that Baker Vance uses him as an example and says, Keep your, fix your eyes on Bobby Jones as he's hitting his, just his practice swings. He's in the zone. He's in the zone. He's, he is such into prayer and contemplation. There you have your devoted mystics and saints. You're like Ramana Maharshi's, your Yogananda's, you know, your Lao Tzu's. You know, throughout history, they're so in the zone that you know, the Holy Spirit just says, fix your eyes on this one over here. Fix your eyes on that one over there. And you're not supposed to fix your eyes on them so you can go, I'll never get there. That's way too high for me. That scares me. Bobby Jones' swing scares me. Most golfers that were on the same course with Bobby Jones, they were afraid. They look over there they're like poetry in motion and I'm hacking away <laughs> to trying to get the ball to stay on the fairway and he's a click. I remember one time I was playing with my biological father, we were out on the golf course, and it was so funny that he would go out and he he wasn't a golf player, so he was like hacking it off on the parking lots and he was over in the grocery store, uh, you know, into the trees, into the woods and everything, and we played quite a few rounds and uh, he was just all over the place and then finally one day we were out there playing and he got into the zone. My biological father, he found his authentic swing for like seven holes. He could not hit a bad shot. It was just like the Holy Spirit and Jesus said, here, I'm gonna give you a glimpse, you know, like, like that movie, uh, what was it, The Family Man, where he gets a glimpse Jesus gave him a glimpse of the real world. I've never seen him so relaxed and he would just click, the ball would just click off of it and go right straight every time and then he'd go right onto the green and then he'd hit this long putt and he'd just shrug and look at me and go and it would roll, roll, bend, bend into the cup And, and well the first time it happened I laughed so hard that I was on the green just pounding my hands and feet, because I'm just like, the first hole I was just like, there's a God in heaven, and I don't know what you've done. But you're, and then when he did it on the second hole, I just could not stop laughing. And I just, it went on for seven holes. I just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed, because it was like we were in a state of grace. Jack was playing like Jack Nicholas. Uh, after he was playing for most of his life like Jack in the Box, and then for seven holes, it was Jack Nicholas. And it was the most glorious miracle for me, because talk about an out-of-pattern experience. I couldn't have predicted that. He couldn't have predicted that in a million years. But he was so relaxed that everything, to quote the movie yesterday, the last hole it's dark, he, he has to claim a penalty for mm-hmm. himself. He has to claim, follow the rules, live in integrity, be honest. He does it. And then Beggar Vance says gets his $5 guaranteed. He leaves. And then the next shot, after that moment of integrity, that moment of honesty, he clicks it. It goes all the way up, goes onto the green. And he, I think Beggar was, uh, he, he said uh, Will Smith, or uh, Matt Damon's character said, I can't hit the ball any better than that.
3: Mm.
1: I can't hit the ball any better. You hear mm. there's no better or worse. Mm. I can't hit it any better. He found his authentic swing. Mm. And then of course his final shot of the match was again, those last two shots of the of the movie were, were in the zone, were in the miracle. That was the whole point of Beggar Vance. He didn't even have to be there anymore. Once you find the miracle, once you find the involuntary nature of miracles, then you aren't doing anything anymore. That's how you discover the I need to do nothing. It doesn't mean that you have to sit around and alm and have your legs and be in a lotus position to to reach enlightenment. It means you need to become identified with your mind and completely identified with the puppet, completely identified with the body. and then you're just watching the motion picture of the world from the place of the the happy dream. Mm. You're not doing anything. In fact, you see you never did anything at all from the position of the dreamer of the dream. You never did anything good or bad because it wasn't you. The ego generated this body. The ego generated all these situations. So it's huge. It's huge.
2: That scene really stood out to me too. And uh, that is actually exactly what is going to come when when you reach this place. Then you realize, okay, I'm not interested in improvement anymore. I cannot do any better. Let me forgive if judgments rise up instead of I should change, I should do more. He should change, he should do more. There is, will be a, like exactly what he was saying. I cannot do any better anymore. Now let me forgive these thoughts should they arise again. That, that's the f- change of the focus. Yeah. You completely release the puppet. You completely release the doing from your own expectations anymore. Yeah. But the expectation comes back to let me forgive this, this judgment because they cannot be justified anymore.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, totally, it's totally an experience. That's what we're talking about with experience your mind as it is. Because the mind is not contained in a body. The mind is not contained in a world or a universe. The mind is, is so powerful and so vast. Sometimes it's associated with consciousness. A, a, a friend of mine today, Lloyd Lapp, uh, posted on Facebook, I am in consciousness but not of it. And I wrote back to him, I said, ah, that's, you're, you're using the the old teaching from the Bible, be in the world but not of it. You are, be in consciousness but not of it, because ultimately, spirit is not of consciousness. Jesus tells us that consciousness was the first split, that consciousness has levels and can be trained. So it's it's something that's we can talk about and it's useful as part of mind training, but spirit is not in consciousness, spirit never even comes into consciousness. Consciousness, as Jesus describes it, is is, of, is the domain of the ego. So, let's apply this to our golf thing where the puppet is is definitely just a projection, part of consciousness. The mind training occurs in consciousness, but once you find your authentic swing, you reach the tippy-top of consciousness. You You reach forgiven consciousness. Jesus never calls it Christ Consciousness because Christ is way beyond consciousness, but I know in the world with all the mixed metaphors and all these crazy spiritual teachings and theologies, even Christ Consciousness gets used a lot, but Jesus never uses that phrase once in his Course in Miracles because Consciousness is the domain of the ego. Christ is the domain of God. You see? They don't even have a meeting point. So when you train your mind to be in the flow, to find your authentic swing, then suddenly you start to realize that that was always the point. Like when I played tennis for years, I kept asking Jesus, you know, what, what is the point of tennis? And he said, get in the zone. <laughs> don't, don't keep score. He said, listen, I've got to work with you in your tennis game, don't keep score. I don't care about 30 love, 15 love, 40 love deuce. I'll teach you love. You have to forgive. You can't keep score to reach love. You have to forgive. You got to get into the zone. When I played golf, he was always telling me, get into the zone. What about that shot? Don't, who cares? What about the shot? Nobody cares about your shot. It's the zone. Get into the zone. Relax. Be with me here while you're watching this golf thing going on. Be with me while you're playing tennis. Now, that was where I started out because then he said, now I want you to be with me I want you to be the the dreamer of the dream and watch in your relationships. Oh, that's, oh, you saw how much trouble the main character had (laughs) with with Adele, (laughs) you know. As soon as you start to get the mind training going with the golf game and get into the Find Your Authentic Swing, then Jesus is like, now we're going to step it up, here comes Adele. Whoa! (laughs) You You see how Jesus is just going to want us to transfer the training to see that we're always the dreamer of the dream, we're never the doer, we're never the person in a relationship, we're never a person with children, we're never a person with parents, we're never in the dream. We are the dreamer of the dream and that's why we need A Course in Miracles to practice this. You don't even have to grasp what I'm saying intellectually, but are you willing to practice it? Are you willing to go into the zone? Some of you maybe say, I get into the zone when I'm in my kitchen and I'm baking chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) Good, that's a good starting point. That's a good starting point point. Then start where you're in the zone. And then, let Jesus come and take you, transfer that training to all aspects of what seems to be your life in this world. Because you never really had a life in this world, it's all been a projection. But the guilt comes in from believing you're in time and space, you're in this body, you're, you have actual real memories you know, from the past. What was that movie The Island where where they're in interjected with memory? Memory.
2: Childhood memories. Childhood
1: memories, Dark City. Mm-hmm. Interjected with false false memories, false scenario. That's if you want to watch some movies that will help you loosen from this idea of being a person, watch Dark City. It's best to watch it with some commentary. You might get spooked a little bit if you watch it without uh, some good commentary, but but Dark City. There's so many movies in the Movie Watcher's Guide that are are about these false memory associations that are like memory implants. Mm -hmm. They aren't who you really are. They're not your Christ memory. Mm -hmm. They're just ego memory implants that you've taken serious. And for a minute, I'd like to go on a, a voyage with you. Imagine, I've said many times over the years that I said the Holy Spirit doesn't see the world the way humans or the ego does to the Holy Spirit, the world the t- of time and space is just like a, a, a neutral screen. It, the Holy Spirit sees the world completely neutral. So the Holy Spirit does not see the, the world the way human beings perceive it. It's just this neutral screen. And imagine that you could go with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and be with them and in in the theater of the mind, I'll call it, and so there's no good and bad, no right and wrong, there's no good events and tragic events, there's no positive things or negative things, it's just a neutral screen of images. And the spirit is going to use what you believe in to loosen you, unwind you from thinking that there's meaning on the screen. It would be like going to a movie theater and being so well trained That you were just totally aware that it was a movie the entire hour and 50 minutes, we'll say. You just totally watched it as a screen. Your emotion is joy. Your emotion is love and happiness because you're back. It's who you're with is bringing the emotion. (laughs) It's you're with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. That's why you're so joyful. Mm -hmm. But this is a mind exercise. So all... Everything we're talking about is training your mind to purify your mind of all ego thoughts, all ego emotions, all ego beliefs. Everything that you have a distorted perception about is just a a fictitious, generated ego projection. And it has nothing to do with who you really are at all. So this is why We use so much movies, we use music, there's different meditations, there's all kinds of exercises that we have used for years and years and years and years, for me, decades and decades and decades, because I got the main point that it was about mind training. That that there was never, nothing is ever good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Am I thinking with the ego, then I'm caught up into the dualities of good and bad? Am I thinking with God? I'm at peace, I'm watching the movie, and I'm not reacting. A lot of times people will say, you're just what you're talking about sounds like major denial, and i'm I'm not talking about denial at all. I'm the projected world of all these up and down roller coaster emotions. that's coming from denying the light that you are. And that's also coming from holding on to an unconscious set of beliefs that, that are dictating your perceptions, that are dictating your interpretations of the world. So this is the opposite of denial, this is the opposite of repression. You know, Kenneth is with us today, Kenneth likes to use that thing of throwing pink paint on things. Like, that's like the old uh, Pink Panther show, you know. Some of you have seen the beginning of the Pink Panther, some times in the animations where they just start to throw the pink paint on everything. This isn't about positive affirmations and, and trying to be positive and throw pink paint like Kenneth said. Kenneth, you're showing us, this is about doing the work. You don't care if it's an instrument for peace, if it's a spirit, if you're having a one-on-one with a mighty companion. Kenneth was saying, let's get at it now, come on, let's get going here. I'm not interested in fluff. I'm not interested in putting positive interpretations on top of of, of darkness. Mm. I don't know if you saw some of that. Some of you just saw that movie. Uh, uh, what the bleep do we know? But there was the one uh, scientist, the the physician, was saying it's like putting it's like putting a, a dark smear over the top of everything underneath, or I would always say, it's almost like why would you try to, to if you had a cake of mud, why would you try to put sweet icing on a cake of mud? That would be really dark, especially when your, your family and your guests say, could I have a, a piece of cake? And you cut into it, and you serve it up, and it's got sweet icing on the top, and mud underneath. That's what you have when you have unconscious thoughts and beliefs that are unexposed. You haven't looked at. That's the mud underneath. And no matter how sweet you try to make it, it, it doesn't really help you spiritually. You don't evolve.
2: Yeah. Actually, like the movie yesterday, he he got you know into the confidence, but really, if the underneath darkness was not looked at, there is the chaos just gonna come very quickly. There is no real authenticity and integration and consistency, and the consistency only comes when the mind is when when the darkness are looked at. You know that that's where the consistency of peace and happiness gonna gonna come because otherwise it's just a glimpse, glimpse and glimpse and glimpse, glimpse. But then it's it's not the authentic and total healing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I and I really appreciate how in this retreat we've had people written in like uh like daniela and um Alicia have, have been talking about how intense their lives are and how how intense the emotions are and how it seems debilitating uh when you have like intense emotions that you've maybe spent decades, millennium pushing down. Now this particular seeming, we'll call it lifetime, this experience, you're, you're, you're now saying, yes, I'm time, okay, it's time for me to heal. I've been running, I've been on the run for a couple million years or something, and now I'm picking this time to actually heal. I'm going to heal. And then Jesus is like, wow, really? Thank you. Okay, I'll pull the lid off, and then rah, rah, here, here it comes up, and you're like going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I, can I have another, no, put me back to sleep. Put me back in the matrix. You know, I want that juicy steak (laughs) give me that juicy steak, you know. I don't know, I don't even want to let that can of worms come out. But actually you do want it. You know, you actually are, are ready for some real, actual, true peace and happiness and joy and love. Not the pseudo stuff, not the little pink paint stuff that Kenneth was talking about, you're really ready for it. And and we've been called together. That's why, Alicia, that's why you're saying what you're saying. That's why Daniela's saying what you're saying. That's why all of you I see are really starting to become authentic. You're really asking for that authentic swing. You're really asking to remember that authentic swing in your mind. And it doesn't initially seemed to be so simple that forgiveness is the key to happiness, that forgiveness offers everything you want. There's a perspective in your mind that heals all perceptions of relationships, perceptions of job, all health issues are healed, all worldly issues are healed, all world conditions are healed. In one perspective that offers you so much. I see Barbara up there in Canada watching us you know you've you had these great experiences in your life where you you went into your joy into your ecstasy through your spiritual experiences and you brought up how around Easter time there's still some of these things that are coming up about Jesus on the cross and it's like deep thick layered conditioning and and yet you had the experience yourself where you went into this this connection where you transcended feeling the body, where they could tear, tear your body and you didn't even feel it. And now you want to extend it to, to Jesus, to this memory of Jesus. What a perfect time! Like, we're, this is Sunday and this week, this coming Friday is Good Friday. Wow! <laughs> you picked f- five days before Good Friday, the, the symbol of the crucifixion of Jesus to really go after this. And you're doing this for the whole universe. You know, this isn't for Barbara, this is, this is for the whole universe. You're, just, you're not going to take on this collective thing, this collective guilt over what was done to Jesus. You're going to brush off that collective idea and you're going to say, I'm going to do like Jesus did. I'm going to teach the truth. I'm going to teach my invulnerability. I'm going to go for it another one that wrote in, Calico, are you here? Calico? Calico, are you on there? We gotta see if we can find Calico. Calico so. wrote in, you were right, there you are, Calico! <laughs> you wrote in a great question too. You were talking about, you're into the love now, you're going for the magnitude, you're going for the real grandeur, not the tiny grandiosity of the ego. and. You wrote in a beautiful question, you, you know, about how you're living in a spiritual community and the thing that comes up with some people. A few people seem to be fearful, and and then they brought they brought up this question about wearing a mask. Uh, you're not wearing a mask. Uh, you're not you're not even close to wearing a mask. But you did bring in that part from the course early on in the text where. It Jesus says if somebody asks you to do something outrageous, do it um, bec- to show that you know it doesn't matter. Uh and then a hundred pages later in, in the first edition, you know, he he was saying qualified it by saying, as long as it doesn't bring harm to you or to anybody else. Calico, you are you are not a course beginner. You are you are moving into the advanced teacher of God stage. I did ask Jesus this morning, I said, what about Calico's question? She's still concerned about the, those, the passages, the thing you said at the beginning of the cor- early part of the course. And he was just like, ah. He said, I have a message for Calico. Uh, and I said, great, she really wants to hear it. That's why she's tuning in. And Jesus said, here's the message for Calico. Make your invulnerability manifest. Uh, advanced teachers of God uh, don't need to be tinkering around with that was that passage in the beginning of the, the early part of the text was for for beginners who are just coming into this course. They're trepid, they're afraid. They're, they're of course they're into major people pleasing and they're, they they want to be right about everything. And you know they're really in the eye, me and my and. Uh, bigger, better, faster, more, and my this and my that, and that was just a, a passage to help like pry open the pride a little bit. That's just the beginning passage for for don't think you're so advanced that, that you have to uh, do silly, you refuse doing silly things, but you're like an advanced teacher of God Your lesson is to make your invulnerability manifest, and you are doing a magnificent job of that, Jesus is saying. And he's like cheering you on, but he just wants you to keep that one idea in your mind. Let me make my invulnerability manifest. Let me use the body now as a teaching device of happiness, of joy, of love, of laughter, of a state of mind that is absolutely invulnerable, mm-hmm. and that is your teaching right now, and Barbara too. Barbara, we we did a segue from Barbara, from Barbara to Calico. You you both are being called into your invulnerability. You you both have tasted it. You know it's there. It's not like it's a it's a foreign concept to you. You both have tapped into it, uh, pretty strongly. And now Jesus is saying, now let's. Let's really go into true empathy. Stay with me. Stay with me in all situations and circumstances. Now, Francis was pointing out to me too that part 2000 years ago where, where Jesus was with the Apostles and they were ready to go into the temple and they were required to the pay the temple tax and then Francis can tell the story because Jesus Use that, like everything, it's just a teaching device. He's always telling us stay in the zone. doesn't matter whether you're going to the temple, paying the temple tax, whether you're living in a spiritual community or whatever. He wants you to stay aligned with the, the truth. And yeah. so you can tell the story about uh, yeah. the coin, pay the temple tax. Yeah.
2: When, when they asked Jesus about paying tax to the Romans, to the, the tax, and Jesus says, what is on the coin? And uh, they look at the coin, they said it's uh, um, a head of Caesar. And they, and not David. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I want to say David said
1: <laughs> <Jesus laughs> <Like> I said <laughs> it a hundred times. Like...
2: Yeah. Jesus said, if it is uh, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Je- Jesus said, if it is Caesar's head on the coin, give, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's because that's his head, that is his coins, that's the, the, the papers and the monies printed by him. Give, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Render unto God what is God's. That's your mind, that's your forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. was the parable. Yeah.
1: And this will help you all with your discernment. If, you, if you're out in public places, Jesus doesn't want you to suddenly turn political. Uh, he wants you to be at peace be defenseless, not take sides be the presence of Christ and uh, Barbara you've shared some great stories too of of you going out when the uh, the bridge thing that was happening up in Canada between the United States I love reading your stuff actually Barbara because you're just so open to being shown the truth you're so so, in, that's the prayer of your heart, and I just love reading everything that you're going through, because it's just so authentic all the time. But if you're in a situation where, like, you don't have to to go and teach I'm not a body by walking out on the streets and not wearing clothes. Come on, people. It's like, these are just props. And, and even, uh, uh, like Calico was mentioning, like a face mask or something, if you... If if you Calico were called to be present in a particular city or place like this, and the the law the decree was everybody in the city must wear face mask, that would not take away one instant from you being your Christ self. A- except that Calico is is down here in Mexico in a in a community, and Jesus is like, well, let's. Uh, you know it's not like you know you have to everybody has to wear a mask to fit in or anything he's wanting you to to make your invulnerability manifest so you can see how it still comes back to that guidance it still comes back to what is my lesson right now what do you have for me right now jesus that's always the most important thing and that way you don't have to make a big deal. You're not going to be asked by Jesus to turn political. You're not going to ask by Jesus to take stands on issues. You are going to be asked by Jesus to find your authentic swing right where you seem to be and right with the dream that as you seem to be dreaming it. You're not here to try to fit into the conventions of the, of the ego world. You're not here to compromise uh, Jesus says in the Course, near the end of his text, you know, he says salvation is no compromise of any kind. And that's why when we do the mind training, we align with that guidance, we align with, that, with the truth of what Jesus is giving us in the moment. And he will give us the words, if there's words to speak or there's anything to say or do, he's just basically saying, remember to give me control of the puppet. <laughs> If you want to be in the zone and find your authentic swing, I have to be in charge. I'm the one who inspires the miracles. If your ego and your personality self tries to do these miracles, they're going to be very misdirected because it's just going to be the ego masquerading, trying to pretend it's good. And that never works. You have to really relax. That's always the first thing I hear is relax. Relax. Come back, relax, enjoy, come back into the peace, and then whatever comes from that state of peace is an authentically inspired miracle that will bless the whole universe, far beyond what you even know. Yeah. What a beautiful way to spend the, the weekend before Easter. We're really getting revved up for the, the resurrection <laughs> of the mind. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we were also talking about a little bit to hear what feels important to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we enter this time where a lot of you are more on the on the internet and more using more digital uh, access and means, like our we are a global community of the mind, and we are sharing this light that we are experiencing this deep, direct connection with the Holy Spirit in and Jesus, and, and what we really wanted to open it up in this time of, now we have co-living experiments going, we're, we're loving these uh, monthly retreats, we may have more activity going on, but we really would like to hear what it is that nurtures you the most, what it is that blesses your soul, what is that, that inspires you the most. We actually have a community that is so filled with skills and abilities. I mean, singers, speakers,
3: movie, movie
1: makers, movie sh- showing, movie commentary. There's just poetry, there's there's so many things that the, the community has. So many skills available to the Holy Spirit and Jesus to use. from Opera singers, actresses—you know—you can go down the road. People that have—we were saying—Soren had skills that we had not discovered. Boat building—we were like boat building. We didn't know you could. Soren could build boats. We—we we have a flood of amazing skills to share with you. Greg—Greg's been a painter. He's—he's he's built houses. What are, what are they house. called? Mud, Mud houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, straw houses you know he's done more things than you could even imagine he's got more skills up his sleeve than than we can even imagine but he's he's just putting them into use of of during the co-living experience during the daily community experience and during these digital expressions and that's why we are here at your service we we love the playfulness we love the joy we love if, if you want to hear more music, tell us. If you want to hear, watch more movies with us, uh, tell us. We want to hear from you what it is that is most nurturing and beneficial for you. And even one of the participants today who's brand new said maybe even just spending a few minutes in silence and, right. and listening to the Holy Spirit together. That's something that he he said he would enjoy. So we really want to open it up and and I have to say, too, when we ask you to write in your prayers, you have written us a book. We've got the encyclopedia uh, from Francis and I today. Frances almost lost track of time trying to go through the book that you've written to, to us. She almost forgot about coming to do the session because she lost track of time with, with what you were pouring your hearts out in. So we we may be able to get to some of these, but we really want to hear for the coming days and months. Um, what is it that that you want the most from us? Because we are really here to serve. So why don't we open it up? Yeah. If Eric open it up for us.
4: Okay. I see, Calico wanted to share something. So. Hi, Calico.
5: Hi. Uh, hi, Eric. Um. Yeah. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I. You know. I was thinking about this yesterday, um, the power of this monthly um, Zoom room and teaching for me, um, and I'm gonna cry, <laughs> has been so helpful. And it's, um, you know, my, this is my life. I'm, I'm, my life is mind training. <laughs> And right now, there doesn't appear to be a lot of daily support for my mind in the way that you're presenting it. And, you know, all I can say is you present such the purest form of mind training of anyone I know. And I so appreciate it because it's like, you know, constantly kind of keeping the true swing present, you know, when my mind wants to go, tuck it <laughs> and beat the ground with my club. <laughs> and so, you know, and I'm, I'm good, I'm, I'm doing the every month and I managed to make it 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> but the last week, it's a little wobbly. <laughs> and and I, I slipped off, and you, then you mentioned Greg, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, is there way any way we could do like a weekly, I don't know, something, just as a shoring us up during, because there is a lot of fear right now. And it's, I'm not fearful, but I they're fearful of me. I mean, it's, Bizarre, the way everything is turned around, and and so I just feel like a little more contact with this mind, with the purest Christ mind, to kind of help me hold it hold it up a little higher. Um, yeah, so I don't have to beat my club in the ground ever. You know, I mean that's my game plan, and so. You asked, I'm, you know. Oh, I'm thank you. <laughs> thank
3: you, Kelly. <Calica. laughs>
5: opportunity. Thank so you. thank you for this. Just all of, and I get, Living Miracles to me is so not a concept anymore. And I just am so appreciative of anyone that's participating in Living Miracles right now because it really is holding this higher echelon mind training. And I don't know of anyone else that's doing it. And I have to. so (laughs) there you go and I just, I love you, love you, love you and I, yeah, you can mute me now
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful Calico because actually on the drive over that was the same, we were on the same wavelength again because I was on the drive over I was talking to Slava and Francis saying you know that we actually need something weekly uh, because, like next weekend already, we've got an Easter retreat, uh, English and Spanish Easter retreat, which is open to everybody, to the whole world. And um, but I was saying, then after that, yeah, we probably should really have something going on on a weekly basis. And I, I just used the very words. So this is good. You've you've set. We've joined together. We've we've heard the idea. We've shared it now. We can also hear from others, too, of of maybe what they would like that uh, weekly uh, extension to be. We already have some set up coming, I think, in the the months ahead. So we'll honor all of those. Uh, We've got some Take Me Home events, weekend events. We've got the Free Easter. We've talked about having more of the Spanish-English events. And we have, uh, of course, our monthly retreats. But we still have weeks that are... Mm that are vacant or weekends that are vacant and uh, Kirsten will begin doing a daily thing on uh, Monday morning, Uh, I Married a Mystic, so but we would love to hear uh, what would be most helpful for you and it could be anything, it can be from concerts to meditations. Um, I know in different pockets uh, I heard Tamara was coming. Back to uh, Camus and maybe holding some expression sessions there. And I know sometimes that uh, Calico and Tamara, different ones, have done those expression sessions open. Uh, SEMA has been doing uh, her coronavirus uh, kind of a miracle. A, a miracle Zoom room joinings. And so I would love to hear. Uh, how it's going and I would love to hear what you want what would be most supportive because it's this is This is our life too. This is our daily life We're just wanting to let it pour out and pour through and bring the the, the greatest blessing, you know for everyone So thank you. Thank you calico
4: Okay, we'll go to Julie next go ahead, Julie <laughs>
6: Hi. Oh, thank you so much for for this weekend. I'm so 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 grateful. And uh to answer that question because because uh, you just um asked that, I um I I wanted to share other things, but now that you ask, there is something that came um uh, for a few weeks now that um that i would love to um to experiment is is a is some guided uh live meditation or back to the oneness uh back and and back to self and back to in the moment right now you know uh, when we when we are sharing a space like that together and um yeah so that that's uh <laughs> that's what i i um, i have in my heart in my in, in my heart yes um and also i want to to um expose some darkness um and again, um, because I, I, it does like I can't seem to go through, um, and it seemed, it seems very, very thick, and I feel cornered by ego, and it seems that I, <laughs> although I have beautiful morning meditation and, and, and lesson I um, when I feel that I'm emerging like okay I'm going to give you an example a few weeks ago um, I woke up one morning and I I felt um, so peaceful and so quiet and so an ex- ex- expansion and and I don't know. <laughs> There's no really words to describe what I felt, but it was so beautiful. And and right after that, like it's like ego c- goes from suspicious to vicious, I guess, but um i got this uh this lawsuit against me and, and uh, so i have again it, it, it informs it, inform it, it, for me like frank was talking about the pain in his body for me it takes the form of the the, de- the debts and the money issues and the lack so do i have a desire for for believing in lack what what is wrong with me it's like it's like uh, what is wrong with me that that's what comes in and 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 what did, what wrong did i do to deserve this impossible financial dead end it's a dead end and so this is where i and 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 there's shame and, and stuff and yesterday that movie uh, showed me, and before that, Friday, actually, when Princess was talking, and then just before, when, when Princess you were talking about the movie, you know, going into the movie, you talked about self-hatred. And it just safe, self-hatred. It, it, yeah, I've never seen it so clearly, that self-hatred underneath it all and so i uh, it, it's like I'm, i get it and i don't get it it's like i have all kinds of puzzle pieces that are floating in front of me and i'm trying to find the light and 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 it's it's uh, and I, I sometimes see it. But it, there's a lot of fear and I need need help.
1: Thank you, Julie. Yeah, we really feel your heart and and I feel like that's what you asked for, you know, was was that meditation and going more into it and then you're describing so beautifully how that's what happens the ego the darkness that's still blocking even if it's out of awareness comes into awareness for that cleaning and clearing and and when that happens it's it's so important to be linked and joined and remember that i've i've asked for this healing this is this darkness is not who i truly am even with the the lawsuit or the the issues around the the, the money or debt or all those concepts, it's the role of the accuser. As long as we have these hidden beliefs, then we seem to have accusers that show up on the screen. And they seem, Jesus says, the role of the, the accuser will appear in many forms. And it will seem to be accusing you. Huh. Have no fear, it will go at last. In other words, he's just Still, just encouraging us, like, okay, let it, let those clouds move through. You know, don't conclude anything. Don't conclude anything about Julie. You know, there's nothing to conclude good or bad about Julie. This is a mind cleanse. And you were saying the meditation to take us toward that light and that oneness, you, you have given yourself over to that and then whatever still is underneath there is, it's like you're calling it out. You're saying, Ali Ali, income free, come on, no more hiding. Any bits of self hatred that I still have, it's time. It's time for them to come up. So thank you for sharing that idea. And, uh, and yeah, we've had a number of people in our community, and, and myself and others that have faced these kind of things, and even in this form. Um, that you're going through right now, and it was a call for us to deepen in faith and to, to say, I really need to keep my faith strong during this, because it will be handled for me uh, by Jesus, by the Spirit, and, and whatever I need to say or do, I will be told. And just to come back to the, the, the confidence in that, that's the most important thing. Thank you.
4: Hey, next we have Laurie. Hi Laurie, go ahead.
7: Hi. I feel so incredibly grateful and so moved by everyone sharing. And I've been really terrified. I've been beating myself up about not being able to speak on these retreats. But I also had this deep down feeling that it would be easier when the time's right. And that's how I feel now. It feels, it's not as terrifying. (laughs) Um, And when you asked, what, what do I need? I really, I feel like I've had a breakthrough this weekend. Like nothing needs to be different. like everything's just perfect. I feel grateful for the coronavirus. <laughs> and my prayer, I think my prayer for this weekend was somebody said, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but somebody said, um, like, why can't I just be normal? My prayer was how, how do you want me to be in this world? I feel like that's been answered. Like there's no improvement necessary. It, it it comes back to the trust, yeah, just to trust that I'm being provided for. We're all being provided for. Okay.
4: Hey, okay, thank you. Next we have Barbara. Go ahead, Barbara.
8: Hi. Can you hear me? Hi, Barbara, yes. yes. Yeah. Hi. Oh my God, what a beautiful retreat. Jimmy thank you so much. Uh, you know, I I first joined an online retreat in July. And if it's okay, I just want to share what that experience was like, because I know there's new people on, and how do you get connected with living miracles remotely? Um, and in my heart, I just wanted to jump into community after that first first um, online retreat in July. Um, I did, and I didn't. Obviously, I didn't jump into community. Uh, so there's been a lot of unwinding and a lot of uh, work that I've had to do to to even be ready to do that because what came up for me after that first retreat I thought I, I had like 35 years of recovery in 12 steps I thought I'd done a lot of work on myself um, but holy we have an expression in northern Ontario holy shit, Lamar, like, holy shit, like, it was like, what a fucked up person you are, because the anger, the rage, and I thought, I can't live in community, I am the most nasty piece of shit going, you know, like, the men would be okay, but I would have gone after the women, like, chewed them up and spit them out, and I was so scared of what was coming up. And, and then, of course, then I got suicidal, right? And it was like, oh, my God. Like, one of the retreats, I was suicidal, and I wanted to die. And I thought, holy crap, like, this isn't getting better here. But I want to share is that it does get better. And, like, what they'll do is they'll send you an email and thank you for being involved. And they'll invite you to type in and tell about yourself, do that even if you think it's a dumb thing to do do that because then you're connected with a living person and and there's lots of opportunities like there's on Facebook there's so many different different groups on Facebook they have a unwinding your mind to god Facebook group there's lots of opportunities to join from a distance um but like like i was so fucked up. I just thought, holy mollies, if I bring this up in a 12-step meeting, they're gonna send me to the psychiatric hospital. So yeah, we did start an expression session, uh, uh, you know, through the guidance of Juta, actually, using the clarity process. And we do have an expression session group on Thursdays. Um, that's self-help. And um, and uh, I would love if the community would do uh, an expression. I would just absolutely love that if you would do an expression group. Um, and then there's, I mean, you 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 find people. Spirit just guides you. Like uh, Sema came on my path, and we started doing work individually, and just trust. Like just trust, trust. Trust in the process. But the big lesson I got, like I had so many spiritual experiences. I live alone, but I had so many spiritual experiences where I was just so profoundly aware that I can't fuck this up, no matter how much my the ego wants me to fuck it up. And I had such a profound feeling of being zoomed up on a tractor beam like that tractor beam in the matrix and no matter how hard I wailed and cried and get me the fuck out of here and blah 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 we are all being zoomed up like we are being lifted and just trust 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 trust, that it's that it's all going to be okay but yeah my my request is uh yeah if the community could do at least like one expression session a week. Uh, uh, I think not just me, I think a lot of us would, because the feelings can feel really, really overwhelming. And the big thing is not to keep it to ourselves. You know, and I know Francis had said, you know, you had recommended I phone people and I went, well, how the fuck do I phone people? I don't have their phone numbers. And then it was like, hello, I'm using, um, Facebook Messenger and you're phoning people through hello, you are phoning people So like the technology is so friggin amazing, you know, and and uh, so anyway um, That's that's my share and uh, I'm just so incredibly grateful. Thank you
1: <laughs> Thank you Barbara you just saved the entire sonship like a million years with that share <laughs> Really, I really feel it. (laughs) Thank you.
9: Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. (laughs)
4: Okay, next we have Patrice. Hi. Hi. Um Yeah, I
10: I I love all those suggestions, you know, the expression session and all that too. Um and I, I I find that Earlier David you were talking about purification. I'm interested I guess in that, like in what ways can I how can I get it done and get on in there and you know I need some exercises I think if they're available. Like when we were in Sedona, Francis led a kind of a workshop and I'm a little interested in that and having some tools and this, this today, I've been thinking about journaling a lot, which I've never done, but I would love some direction perhaps in that from you. Um, Because I want to get at this purification. And another thing just to let you know about with that is recently, and I find myself often talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, I'm ready and I'm ready to, you know, to, I'm I'm ready for whatever you're going to have me do to to have these, but I'm, but I'm very like, I have this real, like a, like a, like a hurt animal or child, like real, you know, fear, like, just please don't let it hurt anymore. I can't take anymore. Just abject pain anymore you know what i mean i'm so grateful to have somehow moved through it and gotten through that but it was just i just i'm scared of that i'm scared of i'm not i don't feel i'm hiding much (laughs) you know what i mean i don't feel that i'm unwilling but i'm like i'm like i i'm i'm willing for for everything to be as open as I can possibly be and learn these lessons and purify. I just don't want it to be hard anymore like it was. And I know that it was hard because the ego was so strong and ego, I've really learned so much love and I'm so grateful, I've opened so much and received. And the most beautiful part about it, it's funny, I mean, I have a longing to really be loving and love other people and open my heart, but I have to say, a very, very beautiful part of the whole process. The whole thing has been seeing myself, be kind to myself in the process, you know? Anyway, so it's that. I need some, I would like to get to, you know, especially with this all this time that I have, I'd like to be journaling every day or working, you know, doing some workshops. So, and I need to be led in that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
2: Thank you, you Patricia.
1: Keep that in mind, exercises, mm. Mm. good idea.
4: Okay, next we have Carly. Go ahead, Carly.
11: Yeah, hi, uh, can you hear me with these headphones on? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool, <laughs> never, this is too much, um, just on my phone here, but um, anyways, uh, I was just having a talk with um, Susan Jameson yesterday because we joined a lot on the phone and we were just talking about how like we were both feeling like we, yeah, this exact topic like basically is coming up for us about like wanting to go deeper, but not really feeling like it is like given for us maybe to live in the community, you know? So what other ways could, you know we deepen like this and and everything and um so it's definitely like a prayer of mine and I just I just like I think for me just the hardest part is the consistency just every day and um and stuff and yeah um that just seems to be like the most difficult thing for me and it was interesting when uh just yeah and I just don't know what's really like guided for me like I tried to join on the expression session with um Barbara and some others at one point and I just it was just too long like I couldn't I felt like I couldn't hang in there and and um so so I just you know in a lot of ways I just don't know like what it, uh, my, like, curriculum is or, like, what's, what's really, like, given um, for me. And I feel drawn towards, like, um, uh, pictures, actually, and kind of, like, nature's beautiful things, like flowers and um, things like that. And, and then when I was drinking my water bottle, A moment ago, the bottom of it looked like it was uh, shaped like a starfish when I saw the bottom part. And I just recently started this job where I, the job location is uh, by the beach. And so every time I go there, I spend a few minutes like after I get finished there and I just like go to the ocean and stuff. And so I just, even though it might not be something, for, you know that's gonna have to do with living miracles so much um or in a group setting i just felt like i really wanted to just express this because um i recently just felt really like uh uh like muted or something inside and it's uh, like stuck <laughs> so um yeah, so that's just kind of like what I feel in my heart is like just that desire to go deeper and not quite knowing, you know, like what, what um, what's really given, but just opening up to that guidance and and I do feel also though to I just, for some reason I feel this new like, like making new connections, you know, not just joining with I mean, not to put Susan, you know, Susan's, like, the most amazing companion, but I also feel like someone new, you know, coming in, like, to join with someone new or, or more than one, I, I don't know, but that's just the feeling I have in my heart, like like there's maybe some new connections to be made. So, so mm-hmm. thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank
9: you, Carly. Thank you, Carly.
4: Okay, next we have Anna Carol. Go ahead, Anna Carol.
12: Hi, everybody. This has been such an inspiration. Just wonderful to be here. And I've been thinking so much lately about how can I give and participate totally in this oneness that we are in this purpose that we share and give in such a way that there is no fear, that there is nothing to fear, that it's it's an uplifting for <clears throat> everybody <clears throat> to join in the truth of what we really are. And uh, I thought about the retreat I was at where uh, it was like SEMA and Uh, Heidi and Mary Williams they they had a group and they had an app that they were using where they could just immediately join and uh, I also thought about having a Zoom room a time a specific time in the morning and at night like 12 hours apart 6am, 6pm where I'm at and it would be an invitation for all those that want to join in the same purpose of supporting this this Christ vision, this oneness, this, this essence of who we are, holding the space for any sharing to come, knowing that whatever is shared there is for the healing of, of everybody, for the healing of the whole universe, like David is saying. Uh, so I'm open to any, any way that we can join together and, and really experience that love that we are and that peace and that joy and, and hold the space for anything to be released and purified and just whatever works for the whole. I just, that's where my heart is right now.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, AC. Yeah, that's beautiful, AC. I think too at this, the way circumstances are in the world, that um, there's probably more of an availability even for a Zoom room, because uh, before everyone was so busy and oh, I don't know if I can make it at that time and this and this, but but now the availability is much stronger. And I'm particularly enjoying watching the expressions all over the internet of people showing up, even celebrities showing up, no makeup, they play the guitar, they grab the guitar, they may be a a rock and roll legend or a country music legend or whatever, they just do a little video or a little live um, from their heart and uh i I think right now I'm noticing the transparency level of from what I've perceived over the last three decades. I've never seen it. It's going through the roof. Um, even with our community, you know we had a time there where we did those shows or we were asking people feel free to do Facebook live and and people in the community were facing their their doubts and their fears about going on doing a live, or going on to a zoom room or whatever. But that was almost like Jesus was just loosening up. Now he's like loosening everybody, he's loosening the whole planet up uh, for this kind of transparency and... I don't know if you remember back uh, the days of Charles Owen Baldwin and some of those early days where you were with us there in Cincinnati. Uh, And Charles would come up to me and he, that was just the days when they were inventing these security cameras where they had a a computer and like 12 or 16 cameras for all over your house. And Charles came to me and he said, David, there's just so many miracles happen around you on such a daily basis. He said, I want to put at least a camera in every room. Uh, because I don't want to miss. I want to sit there and go through the footage and, and see all the miracles. And even in the hallways, you know, put, put them in there too. But that was years ago, a number of years ago. And now I'm seeing it happen. Uh, the spirit's just orchestrating it all over. The the performers, the legends who were before counseled by their managers, you know, no, just keep it all back for your stage appearance so people can pay a hundred bucks or Two, three thousand bucks to come and see you perform in a very uh, small, little, segregated space. Now they're just on there making new lyrics uh, to their famous songs to touch people's hearts that are more relevant. And you know, I I'm seeing the the expressiveness and the transparency is really coming up. So. All this we've talked about, about no private thoughts and no people pleasing, now it's almost like there's a push from underneath the unconscious mind. The light is making its uh, presence felt, you know, instead of the empire strikes back, this is the light shows up and it's forcing up all the unconscious darkness uh, into awareness. So if we use it well, and we use it through these Zoom rooms, expression sessions, connecting, joining, like Carly was just saying, new people coming together that have never met, and this becomes the new norm, uh, the new means, the new mechanism. I feel like that will be a way of of handling this darkness, because I, you know, this is like an answer. Elisa was writing to me today, just saying, oh, I. The same thing that uh, Patrice was just saying, like, this, I, I don't know if I can in- handle the intensity of the darkness, but if we join together and we allow the spirit to give us the mechanisms, um, it really brings us back to that forgiveness in mind, which is really our, our only function. It's not to try to figure out the form, it's just to allow the form to flow, and then we come into our, our natural forgiveness Function and it's so amazing. So, thank you, thank you, AC. Thank you for sharing that. That's a, those are wonderful ideas.
4: Okay, next we have uh, Becca over in, at La Casa de Milagros.
3: Wow. <laughs> Hello, Hey.
9: I just I just wanted to force myself to share because I never, ever share or haven't yet. Um, I went to Holland in um, last October, and it was like, that's where I want to be. And ever since then, I have been um, figuring out a way to be here. And I got in just under the wire. I came to Mexico in December, January. And I was over. Oh, I'm not hearing. Yes.
3: Yeah, we yeah, hear, I you. Can I
9: hear you. Oh, okay. I'm not here. Okay. Um, and anyway, I'm just very thankful to be here. And this is so joyful. Um, I appreciate everything. Um, I appreciate everybody sharing. And it just, I'm growing so much compassion. And for myself, and um, it's really difficult for me to uh, be, you know, connected like this. Where I'm, not, I, I'm like, well, I'm not seeing everybody; they're not in the room. But, but I'm connected, and that's something that I've needed to do for a long time, which is to feel safe out of my protective bubble. And so, this is, you know, living here has just been with the mighty companions. And it's, it's just a beautiful experience for me. Um, I'm yeah. very thankful. And so, anything and everything that you do is received and loved.
2: Aww. Thank you. Thank
9: you. Erica.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
4: Okay, and I'm going to go to Chris Amara next. Go ahead, Chris.
13: Hi. um, Thank you, everybody, who shared so much, um, leaders and participants. Um, I wanted to just say that after last night's session, I was sitting, talking to Spirit, and, um, you know, he's saying... uh, saying, in relationship to what I had shared after the film, okay Jesus, it's time for me to take an action soon and uh, so I'm, you know, help, give me the support I need in order to walk through that, those steps and I got, no you've got it there's no more waiting, it's time now, like really now? now, now? like or tomorrow <laughs> now no, now, now yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I got, uh, I emailed someone that, um, as far as I know, I only have two people that I really have grievances left that I haven't worked out that are deep, that are really deep. Um, and I've gotten to enough place of forgiveness. Not nowhere near fully, but enough that I had reached out to one of them um, when the coronavirus stuff happened, and the other one I reached out to last night, and I'm not. I'm able to do it now without expectation of an apology or a, a relationship or what am I going to do if they want more of a relationship than I want, you know, just letting it go and saying, this is the step I need to take opening a space for healing and for myself. And, you know, if it, if it's, it helps, it shifts something with the karma between us, then that would be phenomenal. But leaving it in spirit's hands and, and the connection was made back this morning, and I don't know where it's leading, and, but I'm, I'm just hearing, even right now, you, and I was thinking, okay, well, we'll see when I get more support. No, <laughs> <Got> I've <it. laughs> got it. So I'm on the right path. Bless you so much, and thank you. This is one of the last big keys that I needed to turn. Mm. Maybe there's a zillion more that I don't know about, <laughs> but all, all the ones I know about. <laughs> thank you. That's yeah. oh, very really beautiful. beautiful.
1: I think you're onto it with the now-now. Yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with the now-now. That's now. <laughs> beautiful.
4: Okay, next we'll go with Ava. Go ahead, Ava.
14: Uh, okay, I was very excited for me to, um, uh, to express, but um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Well, first I had an idea for the weekly uh, meetings. Um, I thought maybe a sing-along, like Slava could sing, and um, the song of today really touched me. So so beautiful. And um, yeah, I thought maybe just a sing-along that we can see the text and um, yeah, just sing-along that would be uh, nice. And furthermore, yesterday, I didn't have such a nice day. I was really triggered um, during the first session, and I got a real bad headache. And then in the evening, while looking at this beautiful film and all these beautiful sharings, it was like being so distant and couldn't feel anything. And, yeah, I really felt very bad. So, um, and I was like, I want to feel connected and... And I got so much, uh, this morning, uh, I woke up with uh, this headache and um, yeah, I, then I was so fed up with it. I was so angry at myself, like I'm screwing this up and I've looked forward to to this for so, uh, yeah, how do you say it, so much and and then I screw it up because uh, and, and I can't feel connected. And what's wrong with me? And well, blah blah blah. Huh? A lot of dark thoughts and and I thought, well, I just type it out and I write it to to miracles to David and Francis and and uh, well, I send it and then my headache was gone. So it was really a relief to just share everything and and then. Uh, and I was sitting outside. We had a beautiful weather today, and I was just feeling very alone. And and then I was writing with the Holy Spirit, and just uh, I I said something, oh, I I I'm so alone, or something like that. And then I looked up, and there, there there's there's some grass next to my garden, and there was this cow who were just just was there, right there, and it was so beautiful. It was looking at me. It was mowing and. And I was like, oh, this is the Holy, the Holy Spirit uh, saying to me, yes, I'm here, I'm here. And he he, he stayed there for a really long time. And he was looking at me and, and I, I felt his presence, so loving presence. And it was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was so touching. And yeah, it gives me so much joy. And... Um, yeah. Later on this afternoon, I felt uh, because this darkness comes up, this guilt, and feeling so bad about myself. And I did writing, and then it didn't go away. And then I, I opened the course where I'm at right now. I'm at uh, chapter twenty four, and I read, and it was just for me. It, it was the answer to 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 all the darkness that I felt. It was. Um, because I felt so separated uh, uh, from all the others, and then I read um, uh, um, that the, that's, I'm looking at the brother um, at his body, and uh, the answer is looking at his holiness. And it was so beautiful. <laughs> so it just it was for me, and it was yeah. It was so I got the answer right there. And then Slau was singing, um, this song was just also for me. Uh, so it was so beautiful. So yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, what I would like to share. I'm grateful for mm-hmm. oh,
3: Thank beautiful. you. Thank you, Thank you,
4: Eva. Thank, you Eva. thank you. Okay, I'm feeling to go with Sarah next. Go ahead,
15: Sarah. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. Um, I really think the thing that would help me most is help and guidance going through levels of mind. I'm noticing, God, I've got so much intensity in so many areas where I feel all of this reaction and it's just so ingrained and the beliefs aren't always easy to get at. Like there's a bundle of them and I can relate to the others who feel kind of like a a caged air animal where you are just kind of on the defense and just all of these ingrained survival pathways are just so ingrained and I'm starting to see how much I'm really making myself miserable with this, but I'm not always able to get at the beliefs. And it would be helpful to, I don't know, maybe have a workshop with levels of mind to really go through how to look at some of this a little more authentically. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank
1: you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah, it's like a lot of times we've had people feel like the, the like the ego, is it's so dark. In fact, the Lisa was saying on to us yesterday, I think on all of us, she was saying it's like it's this thing is dark. It's like it, he wants to harm me. It's she said it wants to kill me, and. And then it can feel like, like when Patrice was talking about how how deep the pain can be, that you can be, a, it's a little shell-shocked, like survival and shell-shocked from the intensity of the issues. Like you've shared, written them out, going back to childhood abuse and really a litany of, of very intense things. And it's kind of like if somebody was... Um, like if they were a cocaine addict or if they were um, really gone, really gone with an addiction, then they send them to a, a rehab um, because they become so addicted to the pain and to the hurt that that they don't function uh, very well at all uh, in relationships or society, and then they get sent away to rehab. closest thing that I think we've had to that ultimately has been these six six-week devotionals that I've done over on this island, in Mallorca, in in Spain, where people come away for six weeks with me and we watch like six weeks of movies together every night. They lay by the pool during the day, they lay in the sun, they relax, almost like they're drying out um, because of the huge intensity that they felt and then And they have projects and things to work on together to learn to collaborate and communicate during the day. Uh, It could be, you know, getting food, chopping food or sweeping something or doing, you know, some collaborations. And then a meal together, very cordial, very friendly, very warm, very happy. And then one of these deep movies at night with lots of commentary to try to make the connections because the beliefs are so thick in there it's really just one belief system but it's just layered very very thick so we do recommend things like this like Spiri and and support groups expression sessions daily things but we're all part of an evolution you know we we are not thinking that the way things will play out will be like anything that was before, you know, that's the kind of mentality we have to come at. Even Yogananda, before Paramahansa Yogananda passed away, he predicted that there would be many more spiritual groups that would emerge um, after he was gone, because he said they were so helpful, and these are like the expression sessions. He could see them in his mind before they happened, years before they happened. Steve Jobs, before he passed away, he said the world would go into apps and uh, he was right. Uh, he passed away and Mr. Ingenious Inventor, you know, he could see it in his mind's eye, the the world using these apps that would replace more search engines and so forth. And uh, AC, Anna Carroll, was talking about these Zoom groups, groups, you know, ACs never pretended to even be... Uh, a tech-savvy person and yet here she is one of the least tech-savvy people and she's the one saying we could have Zoom rooms in the morning and Zoom rooms at night. You know, she's, she's now turned into a fountain. She's channeling Steve Jobs for the rest of the universe now uh, because her heart is so big because she has all this love that, that wants to pour through and so even that is just showing how it, it comes in new ways. So. Thank you for putting that out, Sarah, because we're watching this evolve uh, with the use of apps. I know Frances um, was doing her Take Me Home movies and then she actually uh, explored some different apps and ways that people could communicate in a way that was kind of like, like Facebook, but, uh, but also like, like in China, WeChat, and also ways that didn't have such commercial motives where things could be just shut down or taken away with a sweep uh, from somebody else. Uh, and I feel like all of these ideas are just the beginning of a, of a new way of, of living. Where we're, we're focused on the mind training like Calico said, like Barbara has said, like those that are so enthusiastic for the mind training. And now we, we just allow the spirit to give us the guidance or even ways of checking in um, with each other, with groups of people to check in on some of the guidance, or you could just share, this is what I'm going through with my husband, you know, he had a beer, now I'm having a reaction, you talk to some mighty companions, you pause for a moment, even though those, those emotions are very intense, those beliefs are tangled in there, you join with some mighty companions, and they say ah that's that's just a symbol that's just a symbol reflecting this thought back to you or this belief and then ah that there's a calmness with just hearing it's just a thought reflected back it's not it's not him it's just a thought, and then being there in the presence of your mighty companions to move through that thought i so I'm very excited that you're sharing this and from your heart I can really feel the call is very strong and you're sharing it with all of us so all of us can can really take that to prayer uh how can this be more of a practical aid at at starting to see okay I just need to forgive I need to remember my my function of forgiveness in my mind and I can't can't get too distracted there
2: Yeah yeah and um I think also everybody who expressed any ideas, it just feels, yeah we're really grateful for you putting it out there, and we want to take it all to to our prayer because that is how we want to be used and how we want to be truly helpful and see what spirit is in plan for all of us to connect and join so yeah
1: thank you, Sarah.
4: Okay, so I think we're at the two-hour mark. Do you want to continue with questions? We have
1: about 12 questions. Well, more questions, and we still have some more (laughs) online things. Maybe we could do for the 12 um, is responding to what specifically would you want or need from us. We'll just ask people to keep it Keep the ideas very brief, and also if you have something that's quite a, a an intricate idea that's that needs more space. Uh, Linda's saying here, just type it out too in the chat, yeah, so that uh, we can receive it that way. If it's something you can share very briefly and succinctly, um, Eric can go through that. Keep your hand up, and if it's something that's that's quite an evolved idea that could be amazing for all of us, but it would take quite a while to explain, um, just type it out into the chat and we'll take a look at that. Linda can type that up for us and we'll, we'll see that.
4: Okay, great. So um, I'll go to our co-living group here in Camus. Okay. I see someone there. Go ahead. Oh, it's not unmuting. Okay, I don't know why it's not unmuting for some reason. Okay, I'll try to come back there. I'll go to um, to Jean. Go ahead, Jean or Jeannie.
16: Hello. Oh, mm. now you're, <laughs> you're on. We're we you? oh, good? You're
4: on. I hear you.
16: All right. Well, what I was saying was no, I'm kidding. I was... oh. <laughs> 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 um, First, I just wanted to say I'm very happy to be here, and I think I can speak for the entire group here when I say that healing has begun already. It may not look like what we thought it was going to look like, but uh, effective nonetheless. Um, I did have an idea that um, I mentioned to Greg the other night, that um, somehow in the last few weeks, uh, having a a Zoom account, a pro Zoom account, uh, it's it's attracted probably eight or ten course groups who have switched from live meetings to Zoom meetings, uh, eight, eight a week or 10 a week or whatever the number is. And um, my experience in going to a lot of these groups over the last few years is that what we're talking about right here is not usually the topic of conversation in a lot of those groups. Um, and I feel like a little bit like the Trojan horse appearing in a lot of these groups. <laughs> I get this this other perspective that that has you know I'm bringing to those, but I think that um, my experience is that, uh, like you were saying yesterday, David, there's a wave happening here. There, there's something new happening here, and I think the groups that I'm uh, involved with every week, I think, are uh, more open to. Not what you described, David. I heard you describe it the other day. I don't know when you said it, but I saw it a couple of weeks ago. And that was about when we go every week and get we get our twenty year pin and we chit chat about what we think it's what we just read um, in the in the book. When we have access to the Holy Spirit right now, right now, and um, I think everybody is getting the idea that we're not in control anymore. Who knew? And we can live what we've been speaking. Over over all this time, and that I think input from other members, from members of the community, on a weekly basis in these groups. And I don't know; it doesn't. It probably doesn't amount to a hundred or one hundred and fifty people altogether. I don't really know what the number is, but maybe there's a way to. I'm just putting this out there. I don't know how the mechanics of this might work, or scheduling and all that stuff. And other people have other functions in community, and they have a certain amount of time, but somehow connecting the community to each to these individual course groups that are out there and now um, seeing the vision of possibility, seeing the glimpse that you were talking about this morning. So that was the idea. I that didn't take too long, but that was the idea. Beautiful. And also the movie yesterday, unbelievable. I saw that movie twenty years ago. Uh, when it first came out, it's a great movie, you know, uplifting message that they kind of saw the light a little bit. But yesterday uh, I was when Greg was, or sorry, when Jeffrey was talking about starting to cry 10 minutes in, in the poker game, watching a bunch of guys smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and playing poker. And and I, that's when I started to crying. And um, at the end of it, I realized I'd had a four Kleenex movie. And um and then I realized, oh, there's another one down here by my leg in the, in the seat cushion. So I really had a five Kleenex movie by the time it was over. And uh, I just remember all the times that I've seeing on the screen, the times that I have said to myself, I can't do this. Like when he's out there in the, in the, in the woods with the ball, and he says, I can't do this myself. And sure enough, there's someone saying, oh, well, help you. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it was a great reminder to me of of that process that I'm so grateful for.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mike. It's beautiful because that's where it starts. It starts with the spark. There was Many years ago I was over in Europe and I, I spoke at a Scandinavian Course of Miracles conference. They brought together all of the the Scandinavian countries into one group, one big circle. And then they each had somebody huddling with the group doing simultaneous translations. So it was in Sweden at a, at a castle called Rinkasta, but there was actually a man sitting next to me. Uh, and he was translating into Swedish, and then there was, you know, all of the Scandinavian, they were all buzzing and everything. And then there was a man, what was his name from, Harry. from uh, Finland? Harry. Harry. There was a man there, Harry, and he had the same spark that you had, and he, he was so sparkled by what happened that he went back to Finland, and he went around Finland like Johnny Appleseed, starting course groups up at every little town, every little nook. When I went back to Sweden, we went to Sweden, there was like 30, 30 some course groups that he had started just from that one encounter in the castle. He just was like, oh my god, I have to share this with the world. He went out Johnny Appleseeding it. Now that. He literally drove around, but, but nowadays with Zoom rooms and digital and your passion, I really feel like uh, there's something there, and it can be done. And I feel like that's part of it, is that it's being able to, to go there. You were saying like the Trojan horse, but more just like, just to feel out the readiness and the willingness to to go deeper. And that's really the only requirement. There's there's really no other requirement uh, because as Jesus prefaced all of his talks uh, two thousand years ago for those that have the ears to hear, let them hear, and the readiness seems to be the one factor that's that's important but i we shouldn't have any parameters or limits on mm-hmm. to the possibilities uh and of course, in miracles, you know that there's there's many there's hundreds and hundreds of groups around as you've You've been like a, a troubadour. Uh, I know you. Uh, even when Francis and I and, and Svava have come out to uh, South uh, Southern California, you know your your ex wife there, Jenny, Jennifer. Uh, all of them there. She's in there, in the same room. But all of them came together, and you actually went to like. Uh, there's a there's a hand that went up. You went to uh, course groups uh, around and and. And then all the ones that came to our meeting were mostly all from from you, from being the pied piper, um, going around with your joy and just saying, "Oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit is with us, and and we can do this now." And like we just heard, now, now, not future, now, now, now. Uh, and and that's so important because because a lot of the people that I met for the first time at that gathering in the, in the San Diego area, they told me. Listen, I just listened to Mike, and then I thought, you got to be kidding, why, why, and then the more I, I looked at Mike, I thought, I'm going. <laughs> they just, I think it was your presence that actually drew them to the meeting, and then they told me after the gathering, oh my God, this was life-changing. I'm so glad I, I followed what I felt by watching what Mike was witnessing, and I'm so glad I came. So I feel we can do this digitally, it, you know, we've done it some the other way. I, you and I both have, have been like Pied Pipers, uh, I know you're, the way you've done it, but now we can use the digital means and, uh, you know, in our group, uh, Susan Huselek was we had a meeting uh, January 11th, I think, and, and she was like, she said, well, we, a lot of the Spanish countries, they just can't afford the books she said let's just make them all um available let's as pdfs and let's make them all available for free so yes we've done that and now th- we just have to be open to ideas of making the it accessible to those who really feel a calling in their heart for it that's really what we're we're trying to do it's like a marriage of of the calling with what what the gift is and we like that marriage, you know, that's a marriage that just goes on and on forever and ever into eternity. So thank you, Mike. I see it all over your face. You are you are, just shining with the Holy Spirit and we love you. Oh, sweet, precious, precious,
4: precious. Okay, we'll go to Jeannie now. Go
17: ahead, Jamie. Hi.
18: Um, I'll be real quick. Uh, I actually just posted this on one of the Facebook groups this week. I have been constantly having this idea of wanting like, something like, a, like they have an AA with a sponsor to be kind of teamed up with someone, and... I looked at the mystical mind training because you pair, I think in that program you pair people up and I realized that was the, actually what was drawing me to it. So I didn't go further, but the idea of just making a commitment to each other, even if it's, especially if it's someone I don't know, I think that's even more helpful um, just to, to have the permission to, to, to contact and to share and commit to going going through it together. To be available for each other.
1: Great.
2: Thank
1: you. Thank you. I love it. MMT goes live. It goes <laughs> from from a two-year program to a momentary mighty companion pair up. Uh, like let's work it together. Yeah. And thank you, Jean, for, Gene, for your, writing your questions out. We didn't, we weren't able to get to all of them, but I was hoping that the movie yesterday would help with the relationship, forgiveness issues with Claire and and uh, with with Adele and uh, and and Beggar Vance and the main character all working through those very deeply rooted um, hurts. And grievances, because that—that's really what that movie was about too. And uh, thank you for, for hanging in there with all of this and, and with us, for the time that you have. But because I know that it's like it's such a deep hurt, and it seems like such an automatic reflex reaction uh, when we're presented with certain images, and or words even that that actually you need like the intimacy of a of a mind training partner or some kind of a smaller context, very much like in 12 Steps with the sponsor and the sponsee uh, that uh, that Frank and Jeffrey are so aware of too because of having worked the program for so many years.
18: Um, It just came back to me. Also just... Um, Is it possible to have one-on-ones with like Francis, Jason, Kirsten, like the whole, the the other people around you, because maybe they're more available or I don't know, but that was something that's been coming to me often. Like I wouldn't dare just contact Francis out of nowhere, you know, like is there a way to actually do people it? Do. Yeah.
3: <laughs> people, people well, I mean, I do, do it yeah. I do it
18: to David sometimes, but like
1: <laughs> even then I, <laughs> I
18: So okay, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. Yeah, actually like I think a lot of us feel it like Kirsten is starting uh, and doing a, a, a series of things where she'll be doing readings, but she'll be connecting with people uh, in kind of a smaller, intimate way over uh, YouTube, uh, Living Miracles Worldwide YouTube. And it's quite interesting because for myself, I've been used in many, many ways over the years, and and those that you've mentioned, and, and also our community, everyone in the community has so much to share, so much practical experience of of living in community, we were talking about God Friended Me, and Linda was saying yesterday, like, "Well, it's more intense in community than that first season of <laughs> God Friended Me." But there's so much to share, and yet also because we're doing so much extending, and we have for, we have 18 people now in the core community that are that are really quite, honestly, quite full on. Um, amongst themselves. So the the messages come in, and the calls for help keep coming and pouring in, and and we are very prayerful about the ways that we can answer those calls for help. And um, when we used to have 30, 40, 50, 60 people in the community, that's how a lot of the tools and resources that we make available were formed. They were, they came from huge synergy, almost like uh, I know you know of twelve step, but uh, the uh, the um, what is it? a group uh, in Pennsylvania, the 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 Quake, not the Quakers, but the the other group with the ones that come together and build. Oh yeah, build Amish. The, the Amish, the Amish. I was talking about. Recently, I was talking about the Amish because here's, here's a, a very devoted group of people sprinkled in Pennsylvania and Ohio and so forth. But when they decide that somebody like a, a new young couple needs a, a house or a barn, for example, a barn, they have a barn raising. So in one day, all of the Amish community would, would come together and they would be cooking and sawing and hammering and building and they would, the whole community would come together, even the children would help out to raise a barn in one day. And there's a synergy there and I think over the years I've seen that those that I've worked with and lived with, they've been so dedicated and they've come together in such a miraculous synergistic way that they've been able to pull together the mind energy to collaborate and to bring forth uh, ways of extending this amazing teaching of, of true freedom and, and true forgiveness. So now it's an interesting phase where uh, a lot of the ones that you're mentioning and, and the ones in the community, and that was mentioned, um, would love to have more time to be able to interact with them. And, and uh, yeah, we're really in prayer about that because with just with the basic daily things of, of having the community function and then with the calls for help coming all over um, that that's what I'm feeling too I feel like everyone has so much to share so much to give and and yet uh, like with Kenneth here he's doing a function here now but he's like our, our Russell brand <laughs> of uh, of the community he has so much to share you could have a, you could have a his own show uh, that that could be broadcast multiple times during the day, uh, replay. Did you see? Did you see Kenneth today? No, but I'm going to catch the replay at three o'clock when I have a chance because he's talking about a topic that that I really need to hear about. I, that's where right where my mind's at. So I feel uh, uh, Marina's ready. To, you know, she's been doing so much amazing translation, but she's got this voice inside that wants to come through and the, the Spanish voice of the Holy Spirit is is getting activated. We're watching it emerge, but I thank you for sharing what you're sharing because um, you're helping give voice to that call and maybe like Mike's saying, it will involve some new kind of some new kind of configurations where there are those that seem to be living in proximity, but then the digital community I feel, can expand in some very intimate ways, and that's what you're calling for, like, like a, a mind-training partner. Uh, to really be with you uh, on, a, on a daily basis. And I, I hear what you're saying, I know, I know the value of that. That's the way I've actually worked with people for, the, for these last three decades, is I've worked intimately where we had the proximity, and, and I would say, well, how are you feeling? What what are you going through? Like Sarah was just saying, she wants to be able to make some of those connections with this, these thoughts and beliefs that are so buried. Uh, she needs to be able to make those connections and bring them into awareness. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. We'll definitely take that one to prayer.
2: Thank you, Jean.
4: Okay, we're down to three hands left now. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with Nikki
17: next. Hey. Okay, thanks. Hi, everybody. Um, okay, I'm going to be very fast. I just had what I need most right now is some clarity <laughs> from you, David, if it's possible, because I know you're clear, direct. So two questions. One is like a yes, no. So yesterday you said timeline is an invention. The timeline is an invention. So I get that linear time is... An invention and that it's like part of the construct. Is parallel time an invention too? Is simultaneous time also an invention?
1: Yeah, it's, it's an invention, but it's, it was invented by the Holy Spirit. Uh, so. Yes. Simultaneous right. time, because it had to be a, something that the, that the mind could grasp. It can't go from timeline to eternity, that's like, right, right, that's like right, taking right. the fish out of water and throwing the fish on the beach, you know, and saying, right. hey, deal with it. Uh, you know, so this is more like, this is the waiting pool of uh, simultaneous time. And that's why the moment is so joyful, you know, it still seems to involve the images of time, but it's very gleeful because it's it's simultaneous, and that's that's an invention of the Holy Spirit. That's that's the one invention. <laughs> actually, it's called the happy dream. <laughs> oh, it is
17: part of the happy dream. Okay, it is see, because that's dream. I wasn't I'm not I haven't been able to like put coalesce everything, and it's been like mm-hmm. almost ten years. Um, the last one is okay about the mind in the course. It says the mind is the activating agent of spirit. So to me, that means it's different, right? But we're holy mind. But I thought we were spirit.
1: Yes. So, yes.
17: our how? So we're the activating agent, and we're spirit.
1: Good question. Well, Thank you. the that we have <laughs> so sad we have this years, right. To... <laughs> you know how these they have these mind body spirit uh, conferences. You're just cutting through like millions of years here with this one question. But so, so the body and the world and time and space are part of a self-concept. Right. The mind is the activating agent of spirit in the sense that you can't go from a body identification directly to spirit because because one is completely abstract and one is specific and the ego invented specifics. So, So the mind is the activating agent of spirit. So you might say that how is the mind like the spirit the divine mind is synonymous with spirit. The divine mind is like when we say the mind of God or the mind of Christ. That's, that is one with spirit. The spirit is just pure light. And you might say that when Jesus is talking mind, he's talking about the realm where we can start to bring everything back to mind, everything back to an idea in mind or a thought in mind, and that's where the forgiveness can occur. So when the mind is purified, it it turns it returns into this experience of divine mind, which is spirit. But mind in a Course in Miracles is described as if it has two parts, a right mind and a wrong mind. This is part of the just the metaphor of trying to simplify a very complex mess and turn it into you're always either choosing your right mind or your wrong mind. It's actually it's just a device. So when Jesus uses small mind, m with a small m, he's talking about basically consciousness, uh, which is basically can be trained, that's where the mind training comes in. All this happens in small mind. When the mind releases, finally, and realizes that the wrong mind really isn't an option. It's, the right mind has always been the only real alternative. Then it springs into an experience of whole mind, or complete mind. And that's where the capital M comes in.
2: Thank you, thank Thank you you so much.
1: You You just
17: clarified that so beautifully for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Nikki.
17: All right. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. (laughs)
4: Okay. Next, you have Susan Jamison. Go ahead, Susan.
19: Hello, everyone. Can I see David and Francis?
4: Hi. 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 I'll
19: be quick. Um, This was such a... An extraordinary weekend, it was so deeply healing. And Francis, as you called the movie yesterday, David and Living Miracles, you're the whole package. I mean, that's the way it is. You're really the whole package. And I wish, and I know Esther knows this, who I talk to a lot as well, that you had a center on the nor- in the Northeast. You know, um, I know we're not traveling much. I'm new to the computer too, but I have a better one today. Um, I I would love it if you had a home on the Northeast. I used to have a house in Otis and I actually called it the Peace House, but I don't have it now. Um, But there are a couple of properties that are becoming possibly available and it could be a miracle, so I'll write about it to you. Also, um, after 9-11, and I wrote this quickly, I was given a name and it was humanity in concert, orchestrated by the divine. Um, a celebration of the great awakening in music. And I see it as a website, but also a part of this sanctuary. So if there's a way to have you all involved, it would be a way of extending your work.
1: Very good, thank you. And I
19: said, you have so much of that, but I just want to collaborate somehow and I am interested in the co-living. So, you know, all to be continued, but it was just so mm-hmm. wonderful.
2: Wonderful. 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 Thank
1: you. You're a bright light in up there in the new, northeast and and I think from everything that's going on there's going to be a lot of sparkly things that emerge that that uh, emerge out of it out of this fertile soil and uh, and the egos throwing in lots of manure but it doesn't realize that the Holy Spirit will grow something very strong. Uh, and bright out of, out of that manure <laughs> so, uh, that, uh, that Barbara talked about. Yeah, so we're going to really see the rising up of, of things. And so, so sh- thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for sharing a couple of your parables too as a, as a kind of a, a touchstone for the face of Christ. Those were very important for all of us to hear this weekend. Thank you.
19: Love you. Love,
3: love you, you <laughs> love you. <laughs> love
1: Thank you. you, love you, love Thank you. you
3: Susan.
4: Okay, next we have Elisa. Go ahead, Elisa. hear
6: me?
11: No.
1: <laughs> yes? <laughs> yeah? Yes, we can, we can hear you.
11: Okay, so i just wanted to share that the the silence moments i think they are very healing at least for me when francis remained silent the first the first day of the retreat it was very it was beautiful i felt like the spirit was looking right at me through her eyes and expressing without a word who i really was i think i shared this before but i think those silence moments um could be very uh healing and helpful (laughs)
9: that's what i want to share
11: i don't know if we can have one of those
9: (laughs) now or but i just wanted to share it was really nice Mm. thank you
4: Hey, thank you. And last but not least, we have Ruth Davis. Go ahead, Ruth Davis.
17: Hi, um,
13: I just wanted to mention somebody was talking about. I think Dean, uh, oh, you know, kind of want to maybe just write to Francis out of the blue or David. And um, yesterday, I had an experience where I wasn't sure how I was feeling about the movie at a certain point or something, and I had in my mind, I I just imagined Francis saying oh, well, how are you feeling? What's going on with you right now? And then all this came up, like the answer and all this information, and I just saw so much. So I just thought that's something, I just want to share that uh, to just, in our minds, we can ask to have a one-on-one with
18: somebody.
2: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. We're really going digital. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that may be our next
1: generation spirit (laughs) of AI. We'll call it, Ask Francis, and then a little Francis hologram comes up and says, How are you feeling? And then you pour your heart out and feel the healing. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth.
2: Thank you, Ruth.
1: Beautiful. Wow. It's been quite amazing. We, yeah, we still have, we had lots of, of questions and everything but I think we've, we've covered so many of them. I just wanted to thank Don, Don Workman again for pouring your heart out. We're we're so with you at the very end of what Don wrote. Don wrote, uh, I'm supposed to go back to work for the city right after this retreat. After I start and know how much time this will take, I want to apply and help Miracles with great appreciation, gratitude, and thanks. Thank you, Don. You know, from from what we've just been sharing, you know, we're just really open to that connection, and 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 it does feel good to bring forth what you truly feel helpful about. And like you're saying, where you're living in um, in uh, Colorado, that the, the, there's not a lot of people around you that that seem to be like really super open to these ideas, but you can feel from this digital experience, you can just listen to the witnesses and you can see the calls and the cries and and I think you have, you shared beautifully quite a lot of your journey and and, and you have a lot to give. So I feel like um, yeah, these coming days you'll be able to pray, go and just check out how much time, if you end up working for the city, how much time you have available but stay connected with us have We have, uh, we have uh, Nation Builder, which is uh, what Linda works closely with, which really connects a lot of remote volunteering and it's almost like our today's session has been used as like our suggestion box mm-hmm. for ideas of ways to that could be nurturing and connecting and truly impactful for everyone so um, yeah if, if some of you would like to share and and write your ideas. Uh, Linda will bring them to our attention from the chat room and and thank you, Don. Thank you for your willingness to just be here and, and participate and also just to, to be of service in the greater plan. Just like Mike, he's, he's ready to, he's all enthused. Also Raul Fernandez Anderson from Holland. Um, Raul brought in the the, the 5G question, which I've seen raised uh, a few different places, but also about technology in general. Um, because truly, uh, Raul, technology, uh, the way that things have developed so fast, uh, it can almost, you were saying, it's, it, it, it seems like it could be a very big problem. It could From the ego's perspective, we could say that the rapid development of technology could even seem to be a curse uh, on the planet. But, I just wanted to remind you that just as this, we've used this digital platform for this deep connecting, heart-to-heart connecting, um, that's that's my prayer for seeing technology and asking, what is it for? How can the Holy Spirit take something that the ego made, clearly, and turn it into something that will accelerate the awakening, that will really help open people's hearts up and help them be more connected and more transparent than ever. So I thank you, because you really articulated a lot with your heartfelt question around technology and when I was reading it, I just kept thinking, yes, we do need to remember where do I focus my attention uh, what is it for? That's the one question that Jesus says we can ask with anything. So let's do that. Let's ask that with technology. What is this truly for? How can this be of service in my awakening and for the awakening of, of everyone? So thank you Ra- Raul for sharing that. Um, Patrick, O'Neill, Odo- Patrick O'Donnell from Texas, you know I really hear that you've been looking at all the defense mechanisms, addictive behaviors, avoidance, and the anxiety that you felt. But your prayer at the beginning was, I, I'm grateful to, for this opportunity to join with you. My prayer is to be more open. And we really join you in that. And and I thank you for your transparency to to really see that that is the prayer, not to focus on on the darkness but to come back to focus your mind on the prayer for the joining and the connecting, because I've I've seen you on so many of these online retreats and, and I know that you're really just praying and looking for those opportunities to join and connect because we start to feel more alive when we feel that connection is happening, that joining and then our attention is pulled automatically away from those thoughts of behaviors or concerns and anxieties. It's like it steadies our mind, it's a stabilizing factor. And Jesus was always telling Helen and Bill, he said, you know, there's a fear underneath. And I was reminded again by Jesus today that, that he said, as we come towards Easter and Good Friday, he said, no you're you're not really afraid of the crucifixion, you're you're now afraid of the redemption you're more afraid of redemption, you're more afraid of love than you are of, of the ego, or of fear. Because once the mind identified with the ego, then the ego invented a fearful, angry, punishing God, and then immediately the mind bought the bait of thinking, oh my gosh, I must have done something terrible. So that's where we got an unconscious mind, trying to push that horror, an absolute horror of believing we could separate from God out of awareness, and making up a, a false time-space universe, following the ego's instructions that we somehow had to make the best of it now in time and space. And Jesus is saying, "No, you'll never make the best of it in time and space. You need to, you need to forgive, and you need to recognize that whenever you're afraid of anything, whenever you have anxiety around anything, it's just." it's a terror it's a fear of redemption and that's not in conscious awareness that is really really pushed way out of awareness but that's that's what you're calling for when you pray for joining and you pray to be more open you're really praying to to connect with with the spirit to be taken all the way back to that pure divine innocence so thank you thank you patrick for your for hanging in there with us all this time and for your openness. Also, Mary had written in, too, uh, I think we've tried to answer Mary's request. Um, She was basically uh, asking, Mary, you were asking for the the sickness as a defense against the truth, can you go more into that? Well, I just did that there with Patrick. It's, it's actually a fear of redemption, that, it's the fear of love, is so strong and and yet, the reason you're asking that question is because that is so pushed out of awareness. If you went and surveyed a thousand people, uh, what are you afraid of? Uh, what are the chances of hearing fear of, I'm afraid of redemption? You know, you would hear maybe, out of a thousand people, you hear so many hundred talk about the coronavirus, you would hear fear of economic fears, different types of health fears, fear for my family, protection of my family, my children, the food supply line, you know, you would probably get probably a thousand out of a thousand would be all talking about the projection of fear and, and the chances of hearing fear of redemption out of those thousand it's, it just shows you how deep the mesmerism is. So, But thank you for asking that because You know, I know that in your heart, that's you're wanting to get to the core. You really, you need any kind of clue that you can to get to the core. And that that green screen behind you has a blazing light coming over the earth. So I'm I'm glad. There it is. There comes the redemption. (laughs) It's on the horizon, and uh, we're on to it now. We're on to the ego's games. So thank you. Let's see, I'm going zip, 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 through. <laughs> Stephanie from Finland, you had a lot of, of anger and rage coming up, and I, I think uh, you were very descriptive uh, when you described some of your feeling. An icy wind was blowing in my face and tears were rolling down my cheeks. God is punishing, God is punishing we because I forgot him because I did something wrong. I fear a punishing God. I want to hand over my life to God. I devote my life to serve God of whom I'm afraid and of whom might punish. This sounds so crazy, you wrote exclamation. Actually, you're describing most of Christianity. Uh, I actually got on a Christian website today and it said we are trying to help the people of the world through this terrible crisis and we are looking for God-fearing people to join and donate us to help us in this cause. Is that a random thing? No. No. Most Christians have been taught to fear God and keep His commandments because it's in the Bible. But that the correct interpretation of fear God and keep His commandments is be in awe of your Creator and stay in alignment with the, the loving, precious goodness that comes from Spirit. That's the correct interpretation of fear God and keep His commandments. But you're describing God is punishing, God is punishing, you know, those thoughts that still are flickering through your mind are describing the vast majority of Christians. And of course, that's just one religion. If, if I would talk about the vast majorities of Hindus, <laughs> or the vast majorities of, of uh, Muslims, or whatever, you know, fear is so ingrained in the thought system. That's what Francis talked about after the silence at the beginning, was there's two thought systems. One is of victim and fear, and one is, is of love and so that's what happens when we go through watching movies, reading the Course, watching sessions, is those kind of thoughts are coming up and and that's probably one of the most core ego concepts. God doesn't know of punishment uh, at all. Eternity doesn't know of punishment, but the ego invented punishment because that is part of a mechanism for keeping the mind guilty, keeping the mind sleeping, and keeping the mind in, in fear. Uh, punishment is an absolute central concept to the ego. And it always involves time. Usually it's, it's punishment that's in the past and it will surely be coming again, because it invented time And it pushed God off away from the present moment into some kind of future moment where God will get the exact revenge for the separation and will punish. That's why for majority of Christians they talk about the sins of mankind and they do see Jesus as the blood of the lamb, the sacrificial one, as if God actually had anger, as if God was actually angry, jealous, and punitive and that Jesus had to pay the price for all of humankind and take on the brunt of the revenge of God through the crucifixion. You know, it's a very upside down view of what Jesus was teaching. It has nothing actually to do with salvation in the truest sense or resurrection which is resurrection of the mind, but it's actually projecting out the the revenge onto a body and putting all of that so-called revenge of a punishing God onto the body of Jesus. One man, 2,000 years ago, and that's why when Christians say, pray with me, they say, pray the sinner's prayer. They're not asking you to pray the, the resurrected mind prayer, They're, because everyone who seems to come to time and space has a belief in sin, and that belief in sin involves a belief in punishment. So. We're coming upon Easter, Good Friday and Easter, and we have a free Easter retreat coming and you can learn some Espanol too. I know you like to pick up those extra languages as well as clean and wipe away this, uh, the punishment belief. But thank you for pouring your heart out because uh, that's, you spoke what a lot of people have going on underneath. Yeah. And let's see... Ben, Benjamin, thank you Benjamin for sharing your uh, vision today. I, I saw you sent that in, you said you never shared that, but thank you Benjamin for for sharing that. And, and also, thank you for sharing that you're on lesson 155 and that you feel like sometimes you judge yourself as being one tiny baby step away from being completely bound by the ego and overwhelming paralyzing guilt. You just spoke for all humanity, because m- most people actually feel like they're in the baby, baby steps of this awakening. And you really poured that out, but you also shared your vision. And that vision is the bright light that you know is there now. You, you absolutely know from that vision is there. And I think it was um, Barbara, who was expressing too about how she went through like 35 years of, of 12 steps, of healing, of emotional healing only to come upon some of these teachings and feel again like a baby. Um, that's the way it is for all of us. Uh, when I first came across the Course in 1986 I remember I was so euphoric, like that vision that you had, I, I was so euphoric for that that kind of vision, that I remember telling Jesus, I said okay I got it, point me to the nearest mountain, I'm ready to ascend. And then Jesus laughing to me and all the angels laughing and saying, oh no, no, you're, David you're at the beginning, you, you've just, you're at the foothills, you, you, you found, okay there's a mountain but you're not at the peak, you're not at Mount Everest, you're actually at the foothills. And that was good. Because that was like a, a check to say I just need to be content to practice the lessons right there in the 150's where you're at. And just give every little bit of willingness you have to go for it. And Because you have had that vision and even though it, it seems like there's not a whole lot of reinforcement for a vision like you had, that vision is helping you do the course and it's brought you into Spotify. You have been the first one who's spoken up on an online group for Spotify and says you've just been listening to those Spotify sessions. So, even though it's the number one audio platform in the world, Benjamin is now throwing a little light on that, saying there's another thing to do, even during your daily activities. Put in your earbuds, uh, put in your earphones, and, and put on Spotify and go about your day. Uh, So you've just given us, just by your sharing, uh, another idea for everybody. So thank you Benjamin. Thank you Ben. Thank you Eva De Vries from Netherlands for your transparent sharing and then what you've shared today. It's been amazing. Petra, Petra Taylor from Virginia. Yeah, thank you for sharing what you've shared too because it seems to be so hard to go through the day when there's so much mind training to do and you do feel I felt from reading what you shared Petra that you have this feeling of overwhelm sometimes like please give throw me a branch, give me a a, a beam of light, give me give me a something that can help me on a daily consistent basis and and I read your your, what you wrote in your prayer and it's so powerful and I think that's why we, we're really focusing on how can we be of help. Because uh, we, we know that you need that consistent help. Some people have said like a, like a sponsorship in AA or a, a mind training partner or some, something that can help me with the day-to-day so that I can stay more consistent and steady. And I asked Jesus about that after I read through what you wrote, and he just reminded me, he said, Yes, be vigilant for God in his kingdom. That just allow that vigilant word to come in there. You know. Some in this world people talk about vigilante. Well, forget about vigilante. Just Jesus is saying, just just the best you can, be vigilant for God in his kingdom every day. Just give it everything that you've got. Your tiny bit of Little willingness is a huge gift, it's a huge offering. So thank you. And I'll just flick back, I think we've got, we've covered most of them, we did our best. <laughs> you, you really poured, poured it out to us this week. But, uh, yeah, Jeans, in France your second question was, um, was praying Praying for guidance on, on decisions and um, in the end, um, Do I do what a brother asks of me no matter how crazy it seems? Uh, do I just say no because I don't like or believe in the project? It's, it was with your brother uh, who's, who's raising awareness for, for trying to find uh, helpfulness with the coronavirus more at the level of form. And, and do I help him out um, even though it feels very kind of like inauthentic to, to post the thing that he wants me to post on Facebook or, or what? I think the answer when I prayed to Jesus on that one, it was integrity. You need to stay in your integrity. You need to do what feels harmonious within in your heart and, and what feels like you are not compromising. Because other online retreats we've had, you've talked about, well, I get a prompt to go be part of a retreat and then, oh, go visit my mother in the States. Or there's all these distractions have always been coming in where you get this pretty strong guidance and it comes in and you feel it and you feel it resonates. And then the ego comes at you with all kinds of plan Bs, all kinds of distractions, to take you away, but you are awakening to the Christ. You're a saint in training. You know, you've got a strong case of Mother Teresa-itis uh, going on now, and and so these old ways that try to pull you away and say, oh, maybe I could help out, maybe I could do this or that, you just have to realize that just like your idea of having a a partner, a mind training partner, that's a, that's a guided idea that you shared for all of us. And who knows, this thing might be recorded. That thing may ripple out. That idea you shared may just get spread and spread and spread and spread. That's a That's a very helpful idea. That's where you need to focus your energy and not on trying to do these compromise approaches anymore. I think you've learned over the months that that the compromise approach doesn't bring you any joy. So, that's probably a good one to end on, but that's a beautiful one to end on cuz that's so applicable for for everyone. It's it's huge. So, wow, we did it. <laughs> Another spectacular weekend right before Easter. And we want to thank all of you and Greg, thank you for holding the light up there at Camus with all these beloveds on the way over today, Francis told me that you had tears, Greg. Would that when all these people showed up at Camus for co living, they barely had time to rest after their drives and everything. They immediately wanted to start. How can I help? Can I mow the grass? What can I do? And and you had to just go and burst into tears because. It's the calling of your heart. We've watched over the years some of our communities shrink, 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 and sometimes you felt like your heart dropped as the community seemed to get smaller and smaller and then to have all these beloveds, we saw the Mike and Jennifer and all the beloveds there show up and say that to you. Maybe you could just share at the close of this retreat the gratitude that you felt in your heart for just sincere devotion and service Uh, You know, because it's almost like it sparked a new life in you. I think.
20: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe, I believe so. And um, there was healing. You know, with the community shrinking down, and and so it was just, you know, um, just part of the healing. And looking at all the beliefs and thoughts, and then there's been so much um, reflections. And when I uh, see how deep the devotion is in their hearts, just willing to just, okay, you know, we're going to make it, we're going to make it from, from Texas there, you know, Mike and Jen, and they're just, they're, unless there's some machine guns and police cars, you know, like physically forcing them, they're coming, and so all, all of this is, yeah, is just this turnaround, really, this other side of the healing where it's just gratitude and, and just, uh, unbelievable, yeah, desire to support and help, um, Yeah, it's just pouring out everywhere, and so, yeah, I really feel it. It's beautiful.
1: We see it on your face. You're wearing it all over your face. Uh, That's so precious. Uh, Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you. It's been a joy.
20: Thank you so much. There's Emily.
1: Thanks to all our crew in Spain, everybody. Peru, Elisa, very good all the so many countries around the world you're all with us and shine your light shine your light for everybody